It is Thursday, January 19th, 2023. The divisional round is hours away, and this show starts right now. Football! He's about to really do it. Hey, two games Saturday, two games Sunday. We're about to find out who's going to go on to the championship round, and then inevitably who's going to be competing for Lambo. The greatest trophy in all of sports. Who will be able to walk out of Phoenix, Arizona in one month from sun- yesterday? Last week. Sunday. Sure. Saying they're world champions and changing the future of all of their lives. Cannot wait to watch it unfold on the AFC side. We got a couple doozies. The Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Then the Bengals and Bills will play. They were supposed to play a few weeks ago. Obviously, we thought a human died on the field. Yep. That human allegedly going to be all the way back for the game this weekend in Buffalo. Cincinnati's ready to do their thing. Buffalo's ready to do their thing. Joe Burrow's putting on a wrong jersey for press conferences. You think he's light? Hmm, you think I it's think light? so. You Feels think he's like feeling it. okay? Buffalo Bills yesterday, we weren't able to chat with Gabe Davis. Why? Because their practice ended early. You know why practice ended early? Normally, things are going good. Mm-hmm. Feels like we're going to get a great ball game there. Then you got the Giants and the Eagles, a division rivalry that are going to decide who's real, who's not. What's the future look like? A couple of future free agents for the New York Giants doing a lot of damage, earning a lot of money. And Debo and Wink are ready to take on Sirianni and his crew of Dallas. Should be a great game. And then the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers. What is Dak? What is Dak? Hmm. Is Dak going to be able, with all of his weapons, to do what he was able to do last week against Tampa Bay with Bosa on the other side of the line of script, with Fred on the other side of the line, with baby Paul Amalu on the other side as well, let alone Kinlaw and everybody else they got yep. flying around. Mm-hmm. And for the 49ers, will Brock Purdy learn that he's a rookie, a rook-ass rook, as Robert Mathis would say. <laughs> last pick of the draft. This dude isn't supposed to be doing what he's doing, but he's been doing it perfectly. He came out and said that his number one thing, obviously, is Jesus Christ. Yep, the brother, yes. Seems to be very, that is what he leans on, to be, remain very calm, very poised, very confident. This is going to be an incredible weekend. We're lucky to talk about it. We can't thank you enough for joining us every single afternoon. Speaking of joining us, I get a chance to be joined by a great group of humans every single day. The Toxic Table at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. Ty, great shoes, bro. Hey, thank you. Hey. They are very comfortable. Ty, Ty has enjoyed the Bud Light deal more than anybody else. <laughs> Ty right now is rocking an incredible hoodie that has great fashion right down the sleeve. Mm-hmm. And then on the bottom, you've got the Bud Light Air Forces, brand new, fresh out the box. Was not expecting uh, to have these. Bill called me last night. He said, hey, I think there's a pair of these in your size. You want me to sit them on your chair? I said, you know what, Bill, if there's, an, if there's a pair left over... I will well absolutely take a pair of Bud Light fucking Air Force Ones. Are you kidding me? We'll turn those things sideways real quick. <laughs> Bud. Bud. Whoa. There's Bud Lights in there. And that was back when Iowa was good. Oh, no, that's wrestling. That's wrestling, my friend. We are still very good. Yeah, wrestling is <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Iowa Wrestling. Tone Diggs is here, one half of the I, hammer. Dad! Cowboys. Tone, how we gambling? I see Gumpy got real hot last night. Yeah, the, uh, the squad's pretty hot on the college basketball floor. Um... When you're taking teams like Radford and Utah Valley State and stuff like that, it's hard to lose. Uh, It's really a good time of the year. That has been something over the past couple of years you Hammer Don boys have become like specialists in. Because Gumpy will have me betting thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. on a university or college that I've never heard of Mm -hmm. before. And he's like, they're a wagon right now, pal. Nobody's stopping them. And also, the sports books don't have a good read on them. 
because nobody's ever heard of them. So this is a place where the Hammer Dine boys have been able to take advantage of the books a little a uh, little bit. And I'm I'm happy we're right in the middle of that season right now. It feels like yeah, we are right in the middle of it because it doesn't matter. The stats don't lie. The stats don't care if you're playing in the Big Ten or the ACC or if you're a school that nobody's ever heard of. The stats are the stats, and they don't lie. And they have to. The book Fanduel has to put, put lines up. on mm-hmm. everything. All hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of schools. Mm-hmm. So they're not always going to be dialed in. You no. know, those bigger games is where people want to bet, obviously, because you're watching a big game on primetime, and you want to, you know, a little bit more about that school and the coach. You might know one person has gone to, you know, school at one of these places, just not as a friend, but public tone and gump in them, gumply, gump mostly. Mm-hmm. He's going to a school you never heard of. Yep. And he's thinking, I'm doing more work than fucking FanDuel's doing on mm-hmm. these teams. Right. And he'll be able to get you a good four, five, six games. And then, boom, he'll bounce to another team that he has found. This team never heard of. Bang, bang, bang. I'm happy we're in the middle of that. That's good news for my account because I've been losing. Yeah. I've been losing a lot of bets. And this is when we turn it around. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Because we're going to hit this weekend, aren't we? Of course. Brandon Marshall hit a super boost last weekend on FanDuel. Yep. It's like minus 180, boosted to plus 100. That's a massive boost. Huge. It hit. Shout out to Brandon Marshall hitting a super boost. That has yep. not been the norm on FanDuel at all. We're going to hit this weekend, though. Then we're going to hit in championship round. Right. Right. We're going we're gonna to figure out how to win the Pro Bowl. Yeah. There'll be a way. There'll be a way to there figure that out. Over. Yeah. Where there's a will. We'll figure that. And then we're going in the Super Bowl, and we're hitting them, and then we're riding off in the offseason, forgetting about how terrible the season has been with the Super Boost. Speaking of the Super Boost, did your same game parlay hit last night nope. at Darius J. Butler? Missed by a point and a rebound. <sighs> rebound. We knew the rebound was going to be a problem as yeah, soon as we, we saw did. it up there. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to be the one to point it out because last time I did that, the exact thing I pointed out was the thing that didn't hit. But as soon as I saw the rebounds, I was like, that looks like a lot, that looks like a lot of rebounds. Yeah, well, it, was. it was eight. Yeah, he grabbed seven, and then Ja uh, was one point shy of his 25. He had 24. How many assists did he have? Was he passing a rock Yeah, last he time? had a decent amount of assists. I, I think he had eight. Look yeah, at Ja playing the game a little yeah, bit. Here we He's go. killing it right now. Yeah. What happened to Luca last night? He shows up in a fucking monster truck and yeah. doesn't put up 35 points. Yeah, they Can't have it. I mean, he had 19 in the first quarter, and then the Atlanta Hawks said, you know what, let's just double and play four on three. And that's what they did, and Smart. then they ended up winning. And then Bogdan Bogdanovich goes ice cold from mm-hmm. three-point line. Mm-hmm. First time he's ever gone cold. They actually, I was listening to it while I was playing a little PGA 2K, winning another tournament, the Arnold Classic over in Ohio, no big deal. What? Starting to putt pretty good. Starting to putt pretty good. Here we go. Starting to really figure it out. We'll be streaming me playing PGA and other games at when the time is right. That's mm-hmm. right. Oh, okay. But I was listening to him talk about Bogdan Bogdanovich. Like, this guy never misses. He's never. over for four oh. from three. I bet on him and Luca to have – Six plus three pointers in the game. Yep. Mm-hmm. They did not. They uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich has his worst game ever shooting. Luca decides I'm showing up in a monster truck, but I'm not going to do what I do every other time I play fucking basketball. Yeah. I don't fully understand how it works. But we get back on it tonight. Ain't that right? I thought he was right. going for fifty. Fifty. Sure, pulling up in that shit. Soon as I saw that, so that thing has eight wheels in the back. Yeah, <laughs> that thing's sweet. <laughs> he so was awesome. planning on it. Not. I, I assume it's terrible to drive. Difficult to get around. Oh yeah. You're not doing any U-turns. Can't take it around the neighborhood unless you got one of them long driveways, which mm-hmm. I assume Luca does, and it'll only be growing longer and longer as he continues to do what he does. Okay. You show up in that Jeep truck, though. Yep. Maybe 60 points. Yeah. Dad's in the stands, too, all the way from overseas. It's all right. Today we win. Here we go. Come on now. Joining us on stage like he has been all year. We can't thank him enough for it. We used to know Coach P's keys because he would take us inside two team meeting rooms for Thursday Night Football, but now we're just getting a chance to listen to him chat. And there's no better time than right now to be chatting with this man because he's obviously been a head coach in the NFL. He's been a coordinator in the NFL. 
He's been a position coach in the NFL. He's coached in college. He's coached for like 50 years. Ladies and gentlemen, our, our coach, Chuck Pagano. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck, let's dive right into it. We're in the middle of like coach interview season right now. And we've been, I, I didn't expect this to become something that I was going to talk about, but it has seemingly become yeah. something that I am talking about. This coach's interview thing happening in the middle of the most important time of year for these teams, I think is dumb. I think it's ba a bad look. I think it's not good for anybody. And I think there should be some sort of way to fix this for the coaches. What are your thoughts on it? And what did you – you interviewed the day after you lost, right? So there was no real grief, so it wasn't in the middle of the season. But how do you fix this? Can you fix this? And what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think it would be extremely difficult. Can you imagine, the, like, Kyle thinking about D'Amico, right? And D'Amico thinking about this opportunity. It's a chance of a lifetime, right? There's only 32 of these teams. You're prepping for the biggest game, okay, of your life, the division round, right? And you also have to get ready for an interview, regardless whether it's virtual. I think last week was virtual. This week can be virtual and in person. I can't imagine that. So I didn't have to go through that process. Uh, but to me, I think you just make it a level playing field, move it all to the end of the season. After the Super Bowl, I, there's been a lot of talk. Um, and I think people are abusing it. I think there's like 12, 15 interviews at, at maybe here in town. They're, they've already interviewed 12 guys. What's normal? Guys. Is that normal? Is that feels like that's, that's a, lot. a lot? Yeah. <laughs> they have more positions to fill, though, no, right? So. But since COVID and they can go virtual, you're just throwing out a bunch of deals, right? And whoever's on the list, everybody's got the guys on the list and they're looking at them. To me, it's more of, okay, check that box and eliminate. And you're also doing research. You're gathering intel because you get all these guys on the on the on the uh, virtual, and you interview interview them all. Then it's like, okay, they're in your conference, they're in your division. You're picking their brain is what you're doing, and wasting their time, and yeah. waste and wasting their time. But you're gathering into, hey, what about personnel? This, how do you guys do personnel? How about the roster construction? What do you guys think about this guy? That, how do you practice? What, so you're getting all this guy's philosophy and and trying to gather as much information as you can. And also just eliminate. And when you know, okay, who are the top three guys out there every year? You know the top three or four. Sean this year at the top of the list. D'Amico. D'Amico's at the top. You know, Ben pulled himself out. He's going to stay at Detroit. Um, and who knows why that happens? You know, is it he get a feel like, okay, I'm not in this conversation. I don't have an opportunity. To visit. Or maybe like D'Amico two years ago, he interviewed and said, you know what? I need to go do this another year. I need another year of seasoning. I want to coordinate another year. Gain that experience. All those kind of things. But It's an interesting dynamic because, like, D'Amico Ryans, he'd be an idiot to say no to a head sure. coaching interview. Like, there's only 32 of those jobs. Right. The money for a head coaching job, so much different than a coordinator job. Everybody talks about it. It's what you work for. And also, you get to build a team in your own view, like in your own vision. That's what you get into coaching for. But allegedly, I don't know if it's true, he had four interviews this mm -hmm. week. Four interviews. And Wild. everybody's talking about the Dallas Cowboys obviously having two less days than the Niners. The Niners are number two seed. They're going to get some benefits. Mm -hmm. And the people that are complaining about it are doing it on TV. TV's the reason why they only have so many. Right. Uh -huh. So it's like a conversation that kind of runs in a circle. Is yeah. it fair? No. It's the fucking playoffs, though. That's the way it's going to work. And on the flip side, is it fair that D'Amico Ryans has to both prepare for the biggest game He's ever coached? Because to your point, Kyle Shanahan, what was it, 27-3? 28-3. 28-3, Kyle Shanahan was a part of. They got a team, let alone against the Chiefs a couple years ago. They could have won a Super Bowl. Shanahan has not won a Super Bowl as a head coach 
This is huge. His guy. So now we get to our biggest game with our best. I mean, D'Amico Ryan's defense is a massive reason why yeah. their team is where they are. And this dude's got to prepare for four different mm -hmm. fucking interviews. And I don't understand how this is a thing, honestly. And we know that they'll cheat. We know that somehow this will get backdoored, just like the tampering period became like a legal tampering period yeah. because they literally couldn't stop it. So they're like, fuck it, can't beat him, join him. We'll call it a legal tampering mm -hmm. period. You could do that with the coach's agents, I think. Mm -hmm. But I think we should allow an out for D'Amico Ryan's to not lose an opportunity that he has certainly earned and allow him to say, like, uh, I'm opting to do this in the postseason or whatever. Is it fixable? Yeah. And do you feel that way? AJ, though, was right. Because AJ brought up yesterday, so what, teams are just going to have no head coaches for like four or five weeks? They can't do that, obviously, when they're trying to set down, it up. Yeah, I don't know if you can fix it, I guess. That's the downside of it. Ideally, you'll want it where, you know, everybody has the same time frame after the season. But to AJ's point, you don't want to sit there without a head coach. And then for D'Amico, you would just hope for him, uh, if it is a situation where he's saying, look, I just want to focus on this game, that whatever team it is that is interested in him, they really – really like him like hey this is the guy we really want and we'll wait around for it and sometimes you know you may while waiting you may interview somebody else and fall in love with that candidate so yeah uh, i'm not sure how many times you know these owners or gms actually go into these interviews not already knowing like mm -hmm. hey we're going to interview these five or six but we already know it's between these two chuck did you think you were going to get the job when you wanted to talk to the colts I had no idea. I didn't even know. Once did we Jim got, go to once the bathroom? Lost, once we, <laughs> did, For how long? How long did, did Jim, Jim go to the bathroom? bathroom? Whenever you were in the middle of your interview? I, he walked out of the door after he talked for – he was in there for the first hour and then, then left and okay. never came back. So I don't know where he went. So this guy takes a massive dump. Yeah, the guy one took a shit <laughs> in McDaniel's house. Yep. Yeah. And all of a sudden this is breaking news. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is from uh, ML Football, which paid eight bucks or has a check mark. <laughs> Original story came from Dan Dockich Hell here yeah. in Indiana. Yep. Superhero. His sources in the building have told him Dan Dockich is. Big fan. Yeah. Dan Dockich is. For if you don't know Dan, like on a personal oh, level, man. I could see how you could potentially get mad at everything Dan says. But you have to respect that Dan Dockich is going to always be Dan Dockich yeah. until Dan Dockich is no longer on this earth. And us around Indy, we've got to know him. He has said terrible things about Chuck. He has said terrible things about, like, this is just Dan Dockich. <laughs> Dan. How he operates. Dan Dockich. It's just like, he's always going to be that way. And we've met him a couple different times. I've seen him in person a lot. I've hang, hung out with him a lot. The guy is so transparent and authentic. Yeah. He's just always him. Yeah, he like had a banger of a tweet this morning, too. Fox, you show me, boy. He His fastball is still clocking in, you know, 99-101. He's gotten into the politics world fully. Bingo. So, Big like, I, I don't even – and I talked to him on uh, – we were on a golf course over here. We ran into him. I'm like, how do you get into the politics world, man? Like, that's that's crazy. Like, I, I would never want to do that. Like, you're just – there's no change anything. He's like, you know I love that. I'm like, you're right. Yeah, you, you do. And that's what it was about this morning. Too. You, are, you are perfect for politics. So, But Dan Dockett's been in Indy a long time. Mm -hmm. A lot of connections in Indy. A lot of them. So he was the one that broke this news yesterday. Then it got recycled out here. Raiders head coach Josh McDaniel's wife made him pull the plug on the coach's job after, uh, offer after having owner Jim Mercy in their home in Massachusetts in observing his odd behavior. Behavior that included being in McDaniel's family bathroom for a very long and awkward period what? per Dan Dockage. So this guy just had to take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Mercer had to take a shit and he didn't use the family bathroom. I don't know, is every bathroom a family bathroom mm, in somebody's house? Interesting. I'm not 100% sure. Jim had to take a shit. Have you ever seen Jim take a shit? What's the standard length of time okay. of Jim Mercer's shits? And then on the flip side... Is there some things about Jim Mercy that if you've never met him before, you would be like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, but this guy's also a billionaire. 
knowing him better than all of us, you know him better than I do. You've had to interact with him a lot more than I have. Could you see that some people would see some of the things Jim Irsay does as being a little bit uh, different than others? Well, I think that's probably everybody would think that, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what we're saying. He's a fucking billionaire named Jim mm-hmm. Irsay. He has a museum right. of... Yeah. You, you know him like... I, we love the guy. He's a, he is a great human being. Heart. Unbelievable. Most generous... Do, he take, people don't understand who he takes care of and how he takes care of him, how long he's... Ta- Players that go all the way back when he was you know, in his 20s and 30s that may be struggling. I mean, he, he just gives to everybody. Yeah, a lot of brothers. Yeah. yeah. He takes care of a lot of people. And and that's just his that's just his passion. So I I mean he never came down to my office, and like because I had a restroom in there and never nice. never, used, never nice used that. And I was in his quite a bit and had a lot of conversations and never really left for a long period of time. Hmm. You know during those conversations. So I don't really wonder what there. he ate. What was it up there in Massachusetts? What did she? What did they feed him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can, can we get a little bit more? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had some chowder. Some beautiful a couple lobster rolls, yeah, a couple co- of cohogs or whatever you call There's them. Some you know? cod up mm-hmm. there. I think the and thing was is a powder, a family bathroom. You got the as you go in. There's a oh, family. See, I don't room. know what a family. It's a little powder room by the kitchen or by the you know egg to go in the backyard. So. It doesn't like he went Maybe. to a bed, bedroom or something. You raise a good point, though, because if he had a tummy ache, he might have taken a shit and jerked off in there to make it feel oh, a little bit better. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes that works. If you're, you have if to clear all the pipes. You do. If your stomach hurts really oh, yeah, bad, yeah. really the only way you're like, all right, well, shit, I just had a bad diarrhea. Now what am I going to do? It still hurts. I'm going to have to jerk off, too. Yeah. Yeah. Write that one down. I, yeah, I, I didn't know that was. I didn't know that was. I didn't know that was. That's nature's Tylenol. Exactly. Oh. It's possible. I'm not saying it's, you know, guaranteed, but... And pee, too, because you got to oh, get rid of all God. bodily. Nick, Nick, do you remember we had that friend? Had of course. Canadian Sunday? This, yeah. This guy was awesome. So this guy, I guess, uh, we were up in Canada. He was a little boozed up. Mm-hmm. And either to go to bed or in the morning he felt sick, he tried to do a little bit of nature's... Uh, he didn't flush. Oh. So he came back later. He pooped. Mm-hmm. And he looked on his poop, and he saw, obviously, a couple swimmers in there. His semen and poop, and he had a lot of questions about what was going on oh, in no. his life. Yeah. And uh, obviously, it was just called a Canadian Sunday. The guy woke up to relieve himself early in the middle of it, and we ran with that story for a good seventy-two hours while we we're in Canada. It was tough to do. That's but Canada, baby. I'm happy to hear that that has reached Iowa as well. This oh, yeah. guy, he lived by it. He was like, "Got to do it. Got to do both, or whatever." He just <laughs> forgot that he had. Done. Oh, <laughs> could you imagine if that was Jim Mercy doing a Canadian Sunday up there? Very possible. Jim's live. <sighs> they have back issues too. Then a lot of people saying Jim was doing drugs in that bathroom. What? Lot exactly, Ted. I'm just telling you. That's what a lot of people are saying on Jim the internet. Jim doesn't feel he like a guy in... that needs to go to the bathroom for that. No, but I think like just automatically saying that is interesting because Jim has obviously battled his demons publicly. Everybody has seen it happen, and that's going to take place whenever you become a general manager of a team. Whenever you're like 34 and an owner of a team, when you're like 36, and your dad was the previous owner, and everybody sees your entire life unfold. But if any of you people that judge Jim Hart ever met him, you'd fucking love the guy. He's the, maybe the coolest billionaire I've ever encountered. I mean, he abuses some things. Sure. Like, he was taking his helicopter out of his house's backyard in the middle of, uh, in the middle of a community. Oh. That doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. That's like, well, that's what we're saying. If we were in Jim's position. <laughs> oh, it wasn't a silent helicopter. They had to, yeah, they had to, uh, yeah. they actually had to create a new law in the town that no helicopters were allowed to be taken oh, off orange. from private residences after midnight before 6 a.m. <laughs> Anyways, though, Jim is a classic human being. Mm-hmm. He wasn't flying up. 
Certainly not. No. <laughs> uh, well, maybe. I, I didn't get the full follow up. Okay. pilot, maybe. Jim is a classic dude, though. So he might have just been taking a poop. We have no yeah. idea. But with that being said, if that's why McDaniels didn't come, because his wife thought Jim's poops were a little bit too long or yeah. what he was doing up there, I don't know if you're going to find a billionaire that has just zero transgressions, and we will move on no, from that got, conversation. Yeah. Uh, joining us now is a man who's an absolute stallion. Manu, I believe, is up for a massive payday, and it oh, yeah. should be coming because what he does on a football field is fantastic. From Wake Forest, left early. You know that? He left early. Okay. I went to high school, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Ooh. Played basketball and football. Originally going to go somewhere else. Transferred to Wake. Plays two years. Returns punts and plays on defense side of the ball. Pick number 54 or something like that for the Ooh. Cincinnati Bengals coming up. Now he's 25 years old, up for a contract, and an absolute dog. dog. Ladies and gentlemen, safety for the Cincinnati Bengals, Jesse Bates. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, dude? What's going on, fellas? What's going on? Hey, Appreciate I, you for having me. I don't know if you just heard there. I read your Wikipedia page uh, <laughs> earlier today. Day. In- phenomenal story, dude, because you're so young. You're like 25 years old, and obviously the contract conversation has been happening a couple different years, but you play like an OG out there, man. You do uh, incredible things on the football fields. We're all big fans of yours, so thank you Hell for yeah. joining Hell us. Yeah. We appreciate Absolutely. you. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate hey, what, it. what are your thoughts on Lou Anarumo and that defense you guys are playing? Because obviously, Joe Burrow gets talked about a lot, and I'm not saying the defense doesn't get chatted about a lot, but obviously in the state of football that we're in, the offense is going to steal a lot more of the headlines. Your defense is fucking awesome to watch play. Seems like you guys are all on a string. You fly around. What is it about Lou you think that has made your defense great, and what do you love about your defense? Yeah, um, something that Coach Lou has done. Um, he's created a very family-oriented uh, type of group here uh, in Cincinnati over my you know four years, three years that I've been with them. Um, our defense is just so so detailed. Uh, we play very hard for one another. Um, I think, like I said, going back to creating that family atmosphere um, helps helps us communicate, um, helps us. Uh, just talk on the same levels, ask the same type of questions, making sure we're seeing things through the same lens. So, um, yeah, man, we got a special group here for sure. Uh, I know that, you know, Joey B and uh, Joe Mix, you know, Chase, all those guys, they get a lot of love. But uh, we got some some ballers on the defensive side as well. Yeah, it, was, it felt like last season it was every other game you were getting an interception and turning the ball over, and then Hendrickson comes over there, his big ass with no no tape or gloves mm-hmm. on his hand. It was like just everything that kind of came together for the Bengals last year was fun to watch. It's nice to see you guys back in the same position. You're obviously taking on Josh Allen, who is an alien. Not that Joey Burrow isn't, but Josh Allen is an absolute alien. What do you have to do differently when preparing for a guy like Josh Allen? Or is it we got to do us and then we can take on whoever? Is that the mentality? Yeah, um, obviously every week kind of presents a different type of challenge. Um, You know, this week presents that uh, you got a quarterback that can do it all. Um, People, I think a lot of people make, um, you know, they talk about his turnovers, his turnovers. But um, I think what makes him special, um, you see a lot of quarterbacks make turnovers and they continue to make the same mistakes, same mistakes. Um, it seems like when this guy throws turnovers or gives up a fumble, um, he, he just goes out there and, and balls out and get it back. So, like, it never happens. So, um, it's something that we've been talking about throughout the week is just continue to, you know, play team defense. Um, do your 111 out there, and uh, we'll be just fine. The Buffalo Bills <laughs> and you guys obviously had that Monday night football game in which the NFL world will remember forever. In doing so, game got canceled. 17-game season now becomes 16 games. DeMar is healthy again, which is fucking 
great news for all parties. You guys genuinely believe, though, that this should be a home game. And speaking of home game, your stadium has become a tough place to play. Have you felt that in your time in Cincinnati? Has it been a little bit different these last couple of years, or are we just all getting to acknowledge it now or getting to see it now? No. Um, you know, when, when you're winning, uh, when you draft, you know, Joey B, um, that kind of helps people bring out, you know, a, a large crowd. Uh, I remember those first two years, it almost felt like it was COVID. How quiet stadium at times. But, um, but yeah, man, it's, it's something that we've been able to earn as a team. Um, it makes the city of Cincinnati proud. It's something that they've been waiting for for a very long time. So um, being able to play in front of them is definitely uh, special, I think. And it's, it's been the loudest hell the last couple of weeks here. So it is. Yeah, I, I think I think there should have been some type of neutral site uh, this week. But hey, I, I, I like Buffalo. I think it'll be a pretty cool atmosphere. Yeah, it's going to be insane. Obviously, Has, how's the weather supposed to be? It's warm here in the Midwest. Do you know what the, you guys are keeping an eye on the weather up there? Yeah, man, it's sunny over here, like 50 degrees here, but uh, we may get some snow, a little 30 degrees. Not oh, bad. Not bad. well, I heard you guys are getting soft because you got an indoor facility now. Is that right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's hey, that's what happens when you win ball games, man. You get you get a little treat here and there. <laughs> How has it been? Has that been a different? Has that been a game changer at all? Extra reps, maybe going out a little bit earlier, staying a little bit later. Because we were, I don't know if you know this, because you're so locked in in football. This particular program was very loud about you guys having to fit in in between the field hockey and lacrosse teams at the University of Cincinnati <laughs> bubble when you're preparing to play in the Super Bowl in 2022 whenever a $110 billion media rights deal was just signed for the NFL. So I've been always very, for the good of the team, need to have an indoor facility. Have you guys used it? Has it been something you think that has been beneficial? And uh, what has it been like as a whole? Yeah. Um, you know, last year we go on that little run um, and I remember it snowing and we get we're getting caught on these hills. These buses can't drive up the hills on our way to UC. So, uh, yeah, I think they had to at some point make uh, an indoor facility. So, yeah, we, we utilize it pretty well. Um, Zach does a really good job with um, with our schedule, making sure we go in there for walkthroughs. And at times when it's cold or uh, when it's raining out, we usually go inside there. So uh, definitely something that, you know, as a player, um, you always want to have an indoor to utilize for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not because you don't want to practice outside because you're soft. It's like, you know, I might be a little bit more motivated to go do extra shit if I don't have to deal with, you know, traffic jams sure. with snow yeah. and mm -hmm. winter happening degrees. over my head. It's just, I think it's good. Have you seen a, like kind of, a, I don't want to see, say an evolution, but like sponsor on the stadium. Right now, we got an indoor facility. What? Make it to a Super Bowl. What? Your contract's up. Obviously, this is going to be something that's going to be chatted about. But have you felt a little bit of a difference around the Bengals' uh, building and program since having the success of making it to a Super Bowl? Yeah, um, you see new things being hung up. Um, you know, new signs and you know things starting to look a little bit more uh, cool. I guess you can say. Here we go. Um, yeah, it's it's part of the process. It's part of building that. Um, building it the right way, and I think Zach has done a hell of a job with that. What do you think about Zach? I saw him at a bar the other night, just like I saw him last year, giving game balls out to bartenders, and I saw the owner of that bar trying to get his own little self-plug in. Yep. Yeah, get my bartenders, my bartenders. All right, get off the microphone. Okay, please give Zach Taylor. I appreciate you doing your thing. But Zach Taylor feels like a guy, like just like a bro almost. And at the beginning of his career, obviously we're all questioning, does this guy suck? Winning one game, two games. Like, why is this guy a head coach? Oh, because the Bengals don't want to fire him because they don't want to pay him. Then you get fucking Joey Burrow in there. You get a bunch 
bunch of dogs on defensive side. It's like this guy is not talked about at all. Incredible coach, incredible turnaround. What is it about him you think that makes you guys kind of hum for him? Yeah, um, it's it's easy to play for you know Zach. Um, he's been in those seats um, like us. He's been um, in those certain situations where his body isn't feeling well. Um, I know he played quarterback, so the quarterbacks get a little bit of love. But <laughs> like I said, he understands the process. Um, he understands the grind of the season. So um, anytime you know he speaks in front of the team, um, he's very detailed. He's very um, he knows exactly what he's talking about. Um, as far as the players, um, treats everybody the same. It's just an offensive guru. Um, so it's been cool to kind of be around Zach and continue to learn from him um, as well uh, throughout the process. Hell yeah. Darius has a question for you. Yes, sir. Jesse, first of all, love your game, man. Love watching you play, man. I want to get into the psyche a little bit, one of the best safeties in the league. What's one of the first things you look at when you're uh, breaking down a quarterback? And then obviously, what are, those, what are the biggest challenges you see with Josh Allen coming in this week? Yeah, I think, um, you know, as a safety, you, you kind of you start the week off breaking down the film. You trying to see um, who the top targets are, what are the same, some of the top concepts that they run out of certain formations, you know, splits. Uh, there's a whole whole lot of detailed um, game plan stuff that you think about as you go into the week. Um, but like I said, you got your hands full with the guy that can uh, extend plays and then also put the ball 70 yards down the field mm-hmm. as he extends the play. So. Um, plaster, plaster rules. I'm sure you know all about that. Yep. Um, we will be, uh, will be up, up and going for sure. Hey, for those that don't know, plaster means what? Hands-on receiver as soon as he gets out of the pocket. Is that right? Continue to guard him, grab him, do whatever you got to do. <laughs> I didn't know. I feel like I'm a smart football guy, though. I'm mm-hmm. Thank you, D-Bud. For hey, D-Bud. D-Bud. I didn't know that. I didn't know that outside the pocket you're allowed to just basically fuck a guy up. I yeah. had no idea that was the case. That's a lot going on, I guess. I should have known that, but obviously you do. If you don't, that's a rule. You should know that. <laughs> All right, just want to let you know. Uh, Gabe Davis, he's... <laughs> yeah. Hey. We got to... Hey, hold on, though. We got to... If Gabe scores an 85-yard touchdown or yeah. longer, we are do- we said we donate 85 grand to a foundation of his choice. He then said, "Well, how about 85 grand to me though, too?" Like, yeah. so we're like, "All right, we'll match that as well." If you get a pick this weekend, do you have a foundation or anybody that you work with? Yeah, I have my single mother's uh, foundation that I would love for you guys to, to donate a couple couple thousand or so. We'll, we'll, we'll have I, to get that together. All right, we'll go 50000 50000 you okay. can pick this weekend. We'll donate. And we're not giving you the money, too, because uh, no. you got a bag on the way. Yeah. You, got a bag on, you got a bag on the way. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Jesse, what was the thought when you are watching Sam Hubbard sprint 98 yards for that touchdown the other day? Was there any conversation on the sideline after that? And did you help him maybe apply that oxygen mask? Because I assume he's never ran that far in a game before. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, I think we played the Raiders last year, and he had a similar uh, fumble recovery like that, and he just damn near fell on his face. So uh, for him to uh, rumble and tumble and, and, and go to the end zone on that play, um, and then a kid being from Cincinnati, the Cincinnati kid, um, in the playoff game here in Cincinnati, it couldn't, couldn't have been a better story for him. Um, guy works his ass off every day, um, day in and day out. Um, so, I mean, he deserves it, man. He deserves exactly what he, what he got there. I know you're from Fort Wayne, went to school at Wake. You know, you know what an Ohio fuck is, right? I mean, you've been around him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been around him. Yeah, yeah. Is, around. Sam, is Sam that, right, Ohio State guy from Cincinnati? I assume he just has all the traits that are great from the state of Ohio. 
Yeah, you, he, he's just a Cincinnati guy. Um, he's a Cincinnati kid. That's what I call him. He's, he's the perfect – he's damn near going to be a mayor here probably someday. So. Oh, so he is. Mm-hmm. He's the Ohio yeah. fuck almost. That is yeah, amazing. He's the Ohio guy. Ty has a question for you. Yeah, Jesse, obviously you haven't been in the league a super long time, but you've you know, you've been in the league long enough now to kind of know. We always talk about how it seems like now when, when guys are coming into the NFL, receivers at least, like they hit the ground running and they're kind of just ready to go more so than maybe they were when you first got into the league. Like, I mean, obviously with Jamar on your team, that's kind of like the perfect example of that. Is that Have you noticed that uh, as you've kind of gotten a little bit older that like these young guys coming in either do more or they make an impact more um, – early in like the season and early in their careers yeah um i think any good player that you know comes into the league they try to uh grab a couple things from you know some of the professionals that's already been in there and then you got uh really really good quarterbacks in this league now where um you know everything's timing and uh offensive coordinators are so good at getting these these guys to catch a run type of opportunity so yeah it's, it's definitely the game continues to involve evolve and um, you know, these offense coordinators, these offensive players, um, players, period, in the NFL are just continue to go uh, up. So, yeah, something that, you, you know, you, you, you see as you, you know, my five years being in it. Feels like everybody's training harder at a younger age. You know, like back in the day, those one, one-on-ones and seven-on-sevens had to be like fully orchestrated and you had to have a group to go. Now it's like dudes are just making content by running one-on-ones on each other. So contested catches are being tri- like every single day because they're trying to moss somebody or on the DB side trying to get up and break something up. It feels like it's just like a change in how we view working in the football world. You feel that as well or now am I way off? No, I, I think it's the same way. Um, it's weird being in the locker room with 2,000 babies. It makes me damn near feel old. Um, I feel like a lot of, you know, the, the younger guys, they, they want to catch the ball so they can damn gritty in the end zone and stuff. So that's stuff <laughs> oh, uh, I always joke about with, you know, the younger guys. Yeah, you're an old man, bro. Fucking 25. <laughs> you're an old man. You get a pick, we'll donate 50 grand, and uh, thank you for doing that. I read your story, so the Single Mothers Foundation is a cool thing, man. Keep making the world a better place. Keep dominating. Can't wait to see the bag you get and the, how you play this weekend in Buffalo. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Y'all hey, take care. God hey, bless. Hey, you too, man. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Is it Jesse Bates the third? Jesse Bates the third from Fort Wayne, Indiana, signing out. Hell <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Anytime you could be the third or something, that's yeah. sweet. Yes. Uh-huh. I wonder, triple sticks. What if you're the second? Nor- mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 If you're the second, sometimes you go by Deuce, right? Yeah. Kind of yeah. Like, uh-huh. junior. Or Junior. Or Junior. Or Junior. Or junior. Yeah. Tom Brady. He's a Junior. Tom Edward Patrick, Patrick Brady. The second. He kissed his dad on a mouth again. Yep. The he other does. night. Walking off. What's going on, Darius? No, you can just bring that up. It's funny. Well, that's who we're talking about. Yeah, what do you mean? His dad. That's big in Italian families. Is it? And uh, in, is he uh, Italian? No, but it's big in the, it and unfortunately now it's a little different, but in the Brazilian families as well. So I assume that might What's sucking on the back of that, your kid's neck? Yeah, both of those. <laughs> yeah. Just being affectionate, showing your love. Yeah. Is, that what, is that what we're talking about? I don't, I, me and my father <laughs> have never... Locked lips, the mouth? ever. You guys were never on the road or something, and, you know, you just, no, you know no. what, Dad, thanks. No, <laughs> that's not our family's thing. Okay. But I try not to judge others, you know, to do it. Every time it happens with Tom, though, everybody goes, Tom's a weirdo. Tom just kisses. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like, I guess it does happen, though. I guess it is something that takes place. Did Jesse yeah. get franchised this year? I think so. Yeah, he right? did. He, held, he, held he didn't sign right? it. Yeah. He was not happy about it. Yeah, he didn't sign it. And then oh, Luke, so he didn't sign it. No, he, yeah, for a he while. Yeah, yeah. Did sign right, it. Before. Late in training camp, right? Came in. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I guess Lou Anarumo was doing a lot of recruiting with mm-hmm. that franchise tag thing. I guess he, Lou is a massive part of him signing the franchise tag coming back. Happy they're having success. He's going to get paid, right? That guy's a fucking guy. Oh, yeah. He should definitely be right in What type of scheme? What type of scheme? Does it matter for him? I feel like he can play in any scheme. But um, you know, he he dominates that deep the deep part of safety. You heard him talking about you know studying concepts and formation and stuff. You can, when you watch the tape, he's been on everything DB a couple of times. He anticipates things, great ball skills. I even think Von Bell, who uh, has had a great year too, playing next to him, his ball production has also gone up too. So I don't know if that's you know being around Jesse, but um, great player, great young player too. Obviously got a lot of tread left on that tire. He said these two thousand babies. Yeah, <laughs> he's born nineteen ninety seven or nineteen whatever ninety eight. Yeah, very close, too. He was with uh, Burrow, too. Like, they're very close. When you met Burrow at the UFC event, I believe he was with. Oh, really? uh, Yeah, I think it was them, too, at that event. Burrow also came out and said, like, we got to pay this guy. Like, he needs to be a bangle. Mm -hmm. We can't, you know, we can't let him go. You just brought up that UFC night? Yeah. Joe Burrow was the coolest-looking motherfucker I've ever seen in my Mm -hmm. life. My mile. Have you heard about this, Chuck? I was at the UFC event Uh with – I was there with Nikon, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. It was immediately after, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So that was the night. Yeah, it's in the middle. It was right after. Uh, what was the premium live event over there? SummerSlam. SummerSlam in corner. Was it? Yeah, because it was that. No. Right, because it was money in the bank. Money in the bank. I think it was money in the bank. SummerSlam was in Allegiant State. That was a year before. before. Right. Cheeto. Who's the corner? Great name. Awuzie. Nigerian flag on the chain. Colorado, right? I'm is that sure. Otis behind played, him? Played for the boss. Yeah, that is Otis. No, R- that's R- fucking, uh, what's his face? That's a chef. The, the R- rapper. Oh, Action, a- a- Action Bronson. Action yeah. Bronson. Oh, that must have been the section over there. Bam Bam Baklava? Who's that? Action Bronson. He's got a bunch of names. He's fun- I didn't know that was one of them, but. I've, I've gotten high with him, high, talking about aliens on TV before. <laughs> yeah. Me and old Action Bronson. <laughs> He's getting in shape right now. Yeah, he's getting yoked up. At this UFC event, it was when uh, Stylebender came out to the Undertaker's entrance. Bingo. And fought somebody. It was boring. It was a boring fight. Yeah. It was not a, uh, it was not a I don't even remember blockbuster really fight. Thought. It was so boring. Yeah. But we were there, and uh, in between one of the fights, remember Miles Teller was there? Yeah, now yep. I'm going through it all. Chris, Chris Pratt, Pratt was yep, there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sean Just got White. done talking about how bad Jurassic World was. Mm-hmm. Chris Pratt's two doors uh-huh. down. Then us and Miles Teller were in the middle of that because the story that broke. Well, spat. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. That, he's three doors down. Yeah, yep. before Tahoe, too. So. Yeah, before, didn't get a chance to chat with him. He's a cool fucking guy, Yeah, by great the way. dude. Obviously never met him. Quite a miscommunication. I do not create. Once again, I'd like to go on the record and state that I feel very comfortable <laughs> in how we covered it all. Yes. Because we did not break the story. Other people did. But we were yes. the ones that got corrected and then publicly ridiculed. But to Miles' point, he thought we were the ones that. Broke. Perpetuated. Yes. It. Mm-hmm. And that was just classic misunderstanding. Cool guy. Love everything about him. But at that moment, I had a neck brace on. Yep. Because Baron Corbin had just cheap shot at me. Right. So, True. Walk in, Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, me, then Nick Khan, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they put us right behind Style Bender's corner. I mean, I'm in his corner for the fight there. What a joke of a life. That is literally what I'm probably saying throughout the entire thing. And then um, whenever we fucking stand up in between fights that's like a meet and greet time for everybody in this area and i don't think we knew that that was the proper protocol 
So, like, in between fights, you stand up, stretch your legs, and then people come in, like, a full-on. The Nelk boys came over. It was nice to meet them officially, let them know, like, hey, love the way you guys fucking just work your asses off. It's real cool. And then somebody – and I was obviously on some vitamins there and maybe some scotch. What? And, you know, other things. like Very expensive scotch, by the way, if you uh, – very expensive. John Walker? <laughs> yeah, I, I believe, yeah. Blue? I believe it was, yes. That was exactly what it was. And then somebody walks over. And the sky. Sunglasses on and wealth. Uh, mm-hmm. Sunglasses on. That hat on that he was wearing. And just goes, hey, just wanted to introduce myself and meet you in person or whatever. Very nice to meet you. And I'm like, hell yeah, man. Very nice to meet you too. And I have no fucking clue who I'm talking <laughs> yeah. to. And I like asked Triple H almost like, hey, will you introduce yourself real quick? And he goes and he goes, uh, hey, very nice to meet you. Uh, my name's Paul or something like that is what Triple H said. And he goes, hey, Joe. Joe is my name. And I go, oh, fuck, you're Joey Burrow. Oh, my God. You were <laughs> yeah. the coolest guy <laughs> of all time because with the way the light was hitting, he had a shadow like over half of his face. And the only thing you saw was like the cleanest most professional jawline and cheeks of all time. Mm-hmm. And then we talked for like four or five minutes or whatever. He is literally the coolest fucking guy of all time. That team is young uh-huh. and seems like has all the right parts. Now, the offensive line being hurt is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer that they're going to have to go back through this whole thing with a lot of the pieces that they added not being there because of injury. But that team set up for the long haul if they can pay people, Chuck, and that's a big part of the whole thing. No doubt about it. And it seems like, you know, Zach's done a great job because you're always worried about the letdown, right? Taking your foot off the gas and you lose the Super Bowl. So you have that motivation to get back. But it's hard to stay, you know. We know adversity is, is hard to overcome, but success even harder. So it sounds like Zach and Lou and the rest of that staff, they've done an amazing job of keeping this team hungry, keeping them grounded. And they obviously have the players. they got talent, but it seems like all those guys are – are competitive as hell. You didn't, I don't know if you, I'm not going to say you created this quote, but I think you were the first person to say this quote in my life. When you win, there's enough to go around, right? Yep. Is that, is that, but that doesn't necessarily mean here either. Like when you win, there's enough to go around. Doesn't mean all the pieces are going to be here. Whenever you win, everybody gets expensive. So Jimmy, yeah. when I was at Miami the first time in 1986 and Jimmy Johnson was the head coach and we had a team that was like that team, we won every game. Went to the national championship game, Fiesta Bowl, and lost to Penn State that year, fourteen to ten. Penn like State. We, we had five hundred. We had like five hundred yards. They had one hundred and fifty yards. Wow. But Vinny, that was when Vinny came back and and he threw five picks in that game. That's and, but that, That's but that team, they, Vinny yeah. just there were seven, seventeen guys, you know, drafted off that team. And so Jimmy used to tell him, "Hey, when we win, there'd be enough cheese to go around." And he was a master at just communicating with these guys and let you be yourself. But that's what he always said. When you win, there'll be enough cheese to go around. So, And in the NFL, it's the same thing. It doesn't necessarily mean here. They're going to have mm-hmm. to figure out and prioritize who they're going to pay, who they're not going to pay. Yeah. And obviously, the Brown family, and this is no surprise to anybody, most specifically Cincinnati Bengals mm-hmm. fans, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily have all the cash in the world. No, I enjoy the – now they're rich compared to – Humans. The average Joe. But whenever you're talking about NFL owners, they are not in that realm of some of the other teams that can afford to fuck around and just pay, pay, yeah. put money in escrow, guaranteed cash. They're going to have to strategize that. I'm excited to see how they handle it. Well, especially with the positions they have to pay. Like, we're about mm-hmm. to see, what, Spencer the highest uh, wide receiver contract of all time with Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I assume Jamar Chase is going to come in right at that same number, if not a little more. And we're about to see the largest quarterback deal of all time of with all- Lamar Jackson. Exactly. And Joey Burrow's coming right behind that, and he's already accomplished more 
Well, and that's what they could do is mm-hmm. that they could get ahead of that and go ahead and pay Joe. Joe, and not right soon. Huh? Joe needs to wait. Oh yeah, he oh, should yeah. wait. But if they were, oh to get, yeah, oh, he should wait for Herberts. If he were to get a uh, Mahomes deal, though, they could push Lamar out just by doing that. If they gave him a ten-year, five hundred milward, then they can move stuff. They can pay the O line still. They can pay T Higgins, who also is going to get paid, and. Jesse Bates, like these next four years, they have to sign so many players that they should probably do a Mahomes deal where they can move stuff around and still pay Joe Burrow a shit ton and get Lamar out of there. Hey, good problem to have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good problem to have. Want to be there. Also, some of those decision-making meetings are going to be a fucking nightmare. Yeah. No, like always a good problem to have too much talent, but then, okay. (laughs) Fuck. All right, we all love every one of these players. Yeah. We've all gotten raises. Yeah, a corner. Yeah. Yep. Oh, he got hurt this year, but literally every every bangle almost that has come on. His name has come up somehow, some way. He's a dog at the corner position. It's like you said, it's a tough. T. It's a good problem. Yeah. To Jonah have. Williams. I don't think they paid. Yeah. Jamar. I mean, that's uh, that's why they get paid the big bucks, man, yeah. to make these decisions. And then another thing that happens when you start winning, enough cheese to go around, you start losing good coaches too. Yes. Like they start mm-hmm. going and taking other yeah, jobs. Yeah, because Lou's been in the conversation, and you hope a guy like that continues to be in there and he gets an opportunity. Who knows if he will. I, does he go? Is is our show the only show that Lou goes on? I uh, think it's because his kid is a fan of the so. show. Mm-hmm. Of the I think program. so. That's not necessarily the first thought of a lot of coaches. Like, all right, I'm gonna go waste some of my time talking to these fucking idiots in Indianapolis. Yeah. But he has mm-hmm. always been like very cool. We sent a request, and I forget when it was. Last year before the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was the week before. We sent a request, and assuming that it was going to get denied or whatever, then he comes on, and then they're told us like, guys, ah, kid's a massive fan. Like he was very excited to be asked. He'll come on. Whenever you want. So we try not to abuse that. But every time he comes on, the way he speaks, mm-hmm. the way he lays out how he goes about doing things. Yeah. And it seems like if you watch the team play, they mm-hmm. buy in to fucking everything. What an incredible football coach they got going on. And Cincinnati, I might be wrong. Also got to do some scouting too, right? As a coach, you got to do some of the uh, draft scouting and stuff like that. They were on the road all the time. When I was coaching at the Ravens and wherever, and you go and work out DBs, like I saw their DB coach. Like, I had to go to four or five, maybe six. Like, they're at every single one. That was who did the scouting. So the personnel department was, like, minute. And those guys, those guys no, 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 no. That's old school. It keeps tough, just like the yeah. indoor facility. Nah, you know, and the Bengals fans that attack me for pointing these things out. Like, you guys made it to a Super Bowl with fucking less than everybody. If you just have half the amount that everybody else has, your team should go ahead and win it. But... I guess that is kind of what makes the Bengals the Bengals, though. And I assume that chip-on-a-shoulder type family mentality is something that makes them better. Well, what did he just say? Us against the world now? Joey B type of deal? Yeah, the, my windows, my career. When he's like, on the road, that's that us. They like it. Mm-hmm. Neutral site, yeah. I was wrong on that, and I'm not scared to say that. I'm not scared to say I was wrong. When I'm wrong, I'll say I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Me questioning the Bengals fans being outraged by the decision for the Monday Night Football game and what happened and how it happened. How quickly they started being outraged, I think, was the immediate my media. Like, what the fuck are these? You you guys don't even remember. We were like two days ago. We thought a guy was dead. Different circumstances. Now that this game is in Buffalo, as both Cincinnati, it's like, oh, this is why they were pissed. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense because Cincinnati has become home field advantage now. For sure. And obviously Buffalo is – 
home field advantage up there in Buffalo with their fans. Now, their offense, not necessarily the one that you would think would be able to go in Buffalo and handle the Buffalo, but Josh Allen's hands are the size of this fucking thing. He's able to do everything in the cold weather that everybody else has to be able to do in the warm weather. But I assume Joe Burrow won't be fra- uh, no. phased at all. I nah. assume they'll be good to go. I mean, they had to go on the road, you know, damn near every playoff game last year, I think, except for the Raiders game in that opening yeah. round. So it's like they're used to it. They're, you know, kind of built for tough. And that Home's aspect. much nicer, though. To your point, though, Pat, like now is the time. To be to, outraged. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let it eat now. So I was right a little bit. Okay, cool. Thought so. so yeah. I, I'm not fully hey, wrong. It's too late now. What? It's time to play ball now. The, yeah. the haze in the barn at this point just, just like, but it is a big difference playing in, what do you say, 50s? Right 50s there? right now, rain, 50s yeah. 50s and whatever yeah. it is. What's going on over here? By A lot of rain last night. I, I yep. had to a check lot out. of is it, rain. Is it January? What is it, January? Yeah. This would be snow normally, right? Should yeah. be. It'll pick up over these next two months because I assume we will have some cold April days because of days like today and yesterday. Oh, you think we're renting happiness from the future? Bingo. For yeah. right now. Exa- yeah, I mean, we, remember May last year? We had a 60-degree oh, day and then boom. 35 degrees in May. Oh, yeah. They don't want to play in Cincy on Sunday. Why? What is it? It's like 38 in rain. Buffalo's a little colder, but it's potentially snow. You don't want to play cold rain. We want snow. Yeah. Hey, sorry about it, Cincy. Your season ticket holders that thought they had a divisional round game. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Paid a lot of money. Ready to do it. Ready to showcase the jungle to the world in a divisional round game against the Buffalo Bills. That's a lot of revenue. Oh, yeah. That's Joe Burrow's uh, – that's, yeah. that's going right, right in. <laughs> that's going right in. They were pissed, too, about the Ravens' possibility of them having the coin flip. Like, So they had a couple things stacked up in that immediate – Well, that particular one, though, everybody was like, just beat the Ravens. Yeah, exactly. You know, that was tough. That was tough, but they were just thinking ahead that they were even in this. Joe Mixon also upset that they're selling neutral site tickets mm-hmm. for the Atlanta AFC Championship game if – the Buffalo Beals and the Kansas City Chiefs were to play there. And Joe Mixon says, to be honest, it's disrespectful, but we're not worried about that. I'm not worried about that shit. We got a game to play on Sunday, right? Like I said, we're going to go out there on Sunday. We're going to do what the hell we got to do to come back with that dub. And then we're going to see what they're talking about, which I respect Joe Mixon should say this. I will follow up with, this is an abnormal situation. Normally season ticket holders and stuff have the tickets already bought and purchased, and this thing's already been figured out. So they probably just want to get ahead of it. But I like that Joe Mixon said, what did that coach say about me? Like Michael Jordan in the Bingo. restaurant in Utah, yep. mm-hmm. and you get pissed off about it. Anything to build the chip, I'm here for. But it seems like logistically they had to do this, Terrence. Had to do it. Had to do it. But um, I'm just looking forward to this weekend of games, man. Especially this one. I'm surprised. What's your thoughts, Tone, on this line move? Did it move? A Where's it going? Another What's it doing? Towards Is it Buffalo? four and a half still? This I one? saw five and a half. This, this one, uh, I can tell you that in the divisional, uh, ATS, the dogs have had their way the last uh, 20 years, uh, especially the one seeds have not years. been good at covering uh, off mm-hmm. of a bye. I believe, oh, I can't remember, uh, 224 and yeah, one. Um, but the dogs in divisional round have been the uh, the better of the against the spread picks uh, in this round. I the ones three the, starters out on the ahead. offensive line. That's that's huge. That's probably. I mean, that's yeah. why. But if any team has been able to handle that, it has been the Bengals. Yep. Joey Burrow has been able to get his head dislodged from his body right. mid game. Remember that? What was that last year? Yep. Yeah, it was last year. Week five or yeah. six. Philadelphia. Head here <laughs> with helmet. Yep. Body here without. Head. Yep. Don, off field, one play, back out, tie game. That's right. They tied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happened against the Packers, too. And then in the playoffs, he's getting seven times sacked, eight times nine sacked, wide. nine times sacked, wide. seven times sacked, wide. 
first week of this uh, this season, I think it was seven times getting sacked. Oh, yeah. Eight times getting Good sacked. Stealers, yeah. I mean, they did not have it fixed early in the season. And they've still been able to have success. Not that that's a good thing that they're used to this, but it does seem like they are used to a potential Swiss cheese offensive line when it matters the most. They tried to fix it. Injuries happen. That's going to suck. Mm-hmm. But that is a big deal, especially against this Buffalo defense. That I was kind of shocked uh, when I was looking at it this week. They are uh, 29th in the league in running the ball, also attempts yeah. and yardage. Like they don't. They don't run the ball at all, which I was kind of surprised. Well, Piran had that run there for a few weeks. I figured that would have. He had got a lot of those. A couple of those. Were, a lot of those were screen passes. Uh, um, yeah, extension of run game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. When are we going to start adding that into the analytics? I'm sure extension they have. Extension run game. Extension, especially with what the Jags do. I mean, there was a couple uh, runs last week where it, it was probably half a yard pass to ETN just swinging out of the backfield, whereas previous weeks it was a completed pass. I saw a couple. I think last week. I might be wrong. I'm seeing throws backwards. Yeah, to running backs. Long handoffs, Pat. Yeah, that's, that's what they're, they're calling call them. them. But I always thought the coaching point was we don't throw that fucker backwards yeah. throw because that we're going forwards. But it seems like now it's just People like it's like hitting a crossing route. Swing route. And, yeah. you, and guys running, you know, to the quarterbacks right to left, and you put it on the inside shoulder, and it bounces off the pad. Ty Pick. and lands in Three. Patriots' hands. Hell yeah! You want to give them a runner's ball. So the guy's swinging. You don't want it back here. You want to lead him just a little bit so he doesn't break any momentum. But I think it's also on the running back for where they're running. Like, mm-hmm. I think the way they run. The angle they take. Seems like that has to be detailed, but they always tell him to get a little bit of lose, – lose a little bit of ground so that you're running forward when you catch this. I don't know. I feel, I feel like people just haven't really – I don't know. I watched it maybe two times, and I was like, oh, people don't give a fuck anymore about this. Like, that is – I remember people being very pissed off about that just because what happens if that ball slips yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden it's live and all of a sudden we're going the other way. Make sure you're at least even, even, need to be even or whatever. And then in like playoff games, I think they're throwing it backwards. I'm like, oh, this must be the new thing that everybody's doing. Well, and with how pass heavy all these teams that are left, basically, it's almost like if you have a running back that can catch, then you have two running backs, obviously, like with – you know, Dallas with Pollard and Zeke, where it's like, hey, we're a little more comfortable with Tony Pollard catching the ball or Mixon or ETM because they are so good. Hey, he's different. Pollard's different. Yeah, he's unbelievable. A juice. He is. Yeah. He, he's just immediately dropped in lightning rod. Yeah. yeah. And Zeke, I know he beats it up and everything, and Troy Aikman was talking about this whenever I was watching the game. He said – any of the people that are out there saying that Tony Pollard is just a scat back and whatever, he runs hard. Oh, he yeah. tackles. He, he runs everywhere. He said, those people dudes. aren't watching the film is what, is what Troy Aikman was calling out somebody directly. Mm-hmm. I don't know who Troy was in his mind had, but he was talking about Tony Pollard. He said he goes outside. He can catch. He'll run inside. He finds the hole. He drives. He breaks that. I mean, Troy was breaking down like, this guy's a guy. And then you start reading the internet. And you start ex-players tweeting about it. It's like, hey, when 20's on the field, mm-hmm. it is a different energy. No offense to Zeke. We no. all love Zeke. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's but, like when 20's on the field, it's a different energy. But don't you feel like if Zeke wasn't there, this guy would be McCaffrey? Oh, yeah. As far as the touches, amount of time they're going to So that's what coaches have to think about, right? It's no, like absolutely. Because we they we don't want, have to split Because Jerry, I mean, he's beloved there, right? Zeke's his dude. And they say, hey, we go as Zeke goes. So you just can't sit there. You gotta you gotta take care of Zeke. You gotta keep Zeke happy. So that's why he's still in there getting. Is that directly so from the owner? There's conversations. in all places. There's a lot no, of there's, money. There's too. conversations like, okay, this is all right. How do we? Like you're saying, we gotta pay everybody. You gotta keep everybody happy too. You want everybody. Chem- you want the chemistry good. But so, brother, Zeke, we pay Zeke, the guys. Is, is that happening? But not. Nec- let's not say in your 
situation. I never want to put you in a spot or anybody else in a spot. And Dallas is different because Jerry is allegedly hands-on with everything. But is it normal for owners to tell coaches, like, hey, we need – this needs to become a little bit more of a priority for what you guys are doing? Is that happen mid-season, training camp, middle of the week? When does that normally take place? Suggestions are probably thrown out there. Probably be a good idea. Maybe to do this or do yeah. that. I, I never then, said he ought to. You know, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense to me. Bingo. Different you know? situation. And, 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 and we may pay a guy, and then all of a sudden he gets lost in the shuffle or whatever happens. And they go, okay, we just gave such and such this amount of money, and he's not <laughs> touching the ball. Why, why is that happening? I, I'd recommend we find out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why are I'm we paid? I'm going to get right. I'm going to write that down. Uh, okay, so that means. We're going to get on that one. I've heard a story. And it wasn't with our team. It was with another team that the night before game, owner called offense coordinator and said, hey, I think this game, old buddy who has not been a big part of offense yet, is rookie, is draft pick. I think this guy could be really good against this team. Don't you think that's the case? And offense coordinator was like, absolutely, and had to like literally draw up plays. Is that something that would happen normally, or is the story that I heard not a normal thing? I think it's probably not a normal thing. Okay. All right. Cowboys, too, with Jerry being GM. I'm sure he takes a little onus and like, hey, I picked this fucking guy. Like, I, I was, was on a yacht, you remember? Yeah, <laughs> I want to see him play. Do you not remember I was sitting on a yacht, I fucking made the pick? We get him the ball. All right. That would be crazy to be an owner. How much fun would that be? Oh, my yeah, God. Kidding me? You go oh. take a massive shit in the McDaniels house, all of a sudden oh. it comes out years later. Yeah. Don't go, <laughs> don't go in there for 45 minutes. <laughs> brother, we flew all the way to Massachusetts. Light a match, bro. Well, I'd like what if he did just take a massive, explosive, unapologetic shit? Yeah. In the McDaniels powder room because he had to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he just had to. The bows were saying, hey, Jim. It's time. You know those little sweatpants you wear with that custom suit that you wear on top? I can't believe it. What's that? I think he'd walk out of the interview. He'd go. He'd get to that sprinter and, and get somewhere. He does always have yeah. the sprinter on deck. You know. I mean, who says he didn't clog the toilet? Either? Yeah, it could have been I mean, full poop all over Harry. the Full Harry situation. Yeah. yeah. I They're mean, like it would have it would have had to been like the a top five most disgusting shit of all time for her to be like, Shirt off, you can't for take sure. this fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> You're not taking this fucking job. You remember what he did in our goddamn bathroom? There's not no way chance. he had clothes he was on. He on the that deal, te- texting Tex. Hey, Tex, we got an issue in here. Oh, Tex is his security guy, but the whole the whole thought of Jim taking off his sport coat, yeah, oh, <laughs> hanging yeah. it up, dress shirt. Full dumb and dumber situation, yeah. possibly. Harry. Maybe even along came Paulie trying to fix the clog. Jim Mercer, completely nude. Yeah. Oh my God. I am so sorry what I did to your back. Yeah. They only had single ply. You needed wet wipes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, Texas Revenue. Yeah, I had a coach. That could have been the situation. What if he hit one of his back or his arm hurt and he needed someone? Hey, Josh, you come in here and wipe Imagine my butt. Not, now we. <laughs> Please, I can't reach it. Now we got to think about Jim telling this story to mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. he's friends with. I took a shit, and I mean, we had, uh, what, a was that? what was that? <laughs> him explaining his what side. What if he was in there, and he didn't like the wife, and decided, hey, I need to go in here and get on the phone with Ballard and, and say, hey, look, we got to fi- try to find a way to get out of this deal. Oh, jeez. Yeah, or to Ty's point, oh, what if he liked her a little Could too much? 
hanging out for a little bit. No, he had a tummy ache. To whose point? To Ty's point. Oh, okay. earlier. Yeah, he had a, couldn't control himself. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Let's get to a break. That's big news. That's we're getting a little taste of the off season right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. This off season exactly. conversation is happening right. in the middle of the divisional round. Mm-hmm. Last two days with AB and now today. Not Antoine Bethea. No. no. Joining us live from an attic in Ohio is a man who's college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, and a COVID survivor. I don't know how long you normally take shits for if Mrs. McDaniels would think it was too long or awkward or not. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hall. AJ, news of the day. Jim Irsay unloaded into the McDaniels family toilet. And that was the reason why McDaniels turned the plane around because his wife said, you remember how awkward it was when that guy was in our house? This is what our life's going to be? No way. Turn this plane back around. Allegedly, the story coming out of the situation, because that was a weird thing that never got explained to anybody about anything. McDaniels was supposed to be the next head coach of the Patriots. That's what everybody assumed. He's now with the Raiders. Allegedly, via Dan Dockett, who we all know, we all know Dan is always going to be Dan. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy, Dan makes me laugh. I mean, I laugh at I laugh at the Dan Dockage a lot. Uh, he reported that it was because he was uncomfortably long in the McDaniels bathroom is what made them have a change of heart. What do you think took place, AJ? We assume it's just a massive shit. I mean, so we talked about on this show how people said somebody at the, uh, the Peach Bowl blew that bathroom up and they had to clean the walls off. It was so yeah, bad. Is it just, are we talking a situation like that? Yeah. I don't think Mr. Ursay would leave a bathroom in that state. Well, really. It might not have been his choice. You know, sometimes the bladder well, does all the talking. He would, I mean, but you would think he would at least try to scrape the turds off the walls or something if it was that serious. I assume he had somebody come in and scrape the yeah. the the legs, the you know, of the shit off the toilet and off the seat and the walls. We will assume <laughs> that is the case. But I believe what was being alluded to was how long it was happening yeah. in there and how awkwardly long he was in the bathroom. It's like, what do you want the guy to do when nature calls? Shit happens, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Two hours though—that's a long time. <laughs> we don't—we don't know that, do we? No, but I assume... Who else was there? Two hours. And when did they notice? Like, Did his wife look over at some point like, hey, uh, where's the owner of the team that is interviewing you right now? So the thing about that is there was certainly like three to four people that were definitely there who were always yeah. everywhere that Jim is. Paul McCartney. And maybe Paul. Yep. John Camp. Yep. Uh, no. <laughs> Chuck could text any one of them right now and we could get the real story, I think. Chuck is refusing to do that, okay? And, and I understand on, why. Chuck. Potentially doesn't want to have to ask Hell. this question. But I w- this has to be some sort of misunderstanding. But that's where we are right now. Divisional round, 48 hours away. We get Jim Mercer blowing up McDaniel's toilet. Now we've got to talk about that. I think the conversation of today, though, is Greg Roman has been fired as the Baltimore Ravens offense coordinator. Had one year left on his contract, I believe, for $3.5 million. It was going to be addressed this afternoon by the Ravens' ownership on what they were going to do with the future of Lamar and with Coach Roman. There was a press release that basically said that Greg Roman will be pursuing other opportunities. They're moving on without him. They obviously listed off all the incredible accomplishments that they have done together, both Roman, Lamar, and the Ravens. Very successful run. It has come to an end. Your thoughts on this, and what do you think they're going to be looking for in the next offensive coordinator? Because because Lamar is the X factor of this whole conversation, is he not? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Lamar is the centerpiece of all of this. And the fact, though, did they officially say they fired him? All I read was that he's seeking other opportunities. Are they trying to say this is almost a mutual thing? It, okay. 
Sounds good. There was a he's I mean, leaving. Way, Greg Roman to pursue other opportunities. It's a CAA. It's a CAA press release too. Is that from his agent? Athletes first. A one. Whoa, 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 whoa. Easy. Big big Dave Dunn. Sorry about that. Dave Dunn. I don't know if he does anything anymore, but his uh, Dave Mulageta is yeah. from A one. He's the one that he, we should be sending into all of our international. Yeah. Relation negotiations. Yes. He's the one that did Deshaun's deal with Cleveland, amongst many other things. Mm -hmm. Incredible negotiator. Greg Roman to pursue other opportunities after coaching the Baltimore Ravens offense to a third playoff appearance of four years. Ravens offense coordinator Greg Roman is stepping away from the team to pursue other opportunities. Roman's, oh, they use, is that a backwards? Yeah, it's not right. That's a backwards apostrophe. But they use it again on Jackson's. Roman's offense is while in Baltimore set a number of all-time records, including the NFL record for rushing yards in a season. Rushing yards by a quarterback in a season. Average time of possession. Most games in a season with over 200 yards rushing. And most consecutive games with over 100 yards rushing. In addition, the Ravens offense under Roman was the first in NFL history to have three 700-yard rushers in consecutive seasons 2019 through 2020. And is still the only offense ever to average over 200 yards rushing and 200 yards passing in a season. 206 and 201 respectively. After visiting with Coach Harbaugh and after huddling with my family, I've decided that now is the right time to move on from the Ravens so that I can explore new challenges and opportunities. My family would like to thank Steve Bashotti for the opportunity to be a part of this elite organization for being the first class leader that he is. I would also like to thank John Harbaugh, who I respect as much as any head coach I've worked alongside. I learned a lot working for John and will carry those lessons forward. I also watch our management team, Dick Sashi. Sashi? Sashi? Sashi. Sashi, Ozzy, Eric, and many others run a sports franchise as smoothly and as well as one can be run. And I appreciate them allowing thanks to all the special thanks to all the players. I coached here. They brought it, uh, they bought in and let it rip and inspired me every day. And Baltimore fans are quite simply amazing. I'll miss Baltimore. Focus and passion, blah, blah, blah. Nice. Hmm. So. Pursue other opportunities or we're going to fucking chick can you. I don't know. I don't know. Pretty much, yeah. like, I mean, the, the most professional way you can, you can pretty much say that. And, and you know, that's, yeah. like that's classy. classy. Yeah, they're classy, classy organization. Yeah. Yeah. Classy. A, guy, a guy that's given as much as he's given, as much success as they've had, you look at all those numbers, and to me, the Ravens are the gold standard as far as front office, <clears> from ownership down. Gold yes. standard, Tom. You heard that. Ozzy. You heard it right. I'm right. I mean, they do it. They do it the right way. So this mutual parting of the ways. I mean, it's, it's a it's a really classy move and one that you're not surprised by. Bashadi's that way. Ozzy's been that way. All those guys. John's that way. He's given a lot, so they're not just going to whack the guy. In well, the football sense, though, they have. In in yeah. not them, I guess exactly, but in football. They certainly would just oh, yeah. wha- just whack a guy. So I think his press release was very softly delivered. I yeah. think yeah, in this sure. particular fashion, but in a football sense, go on. I think it's the right the right move um, for especially if you're going forward with uh, with Lamar. Even if you're not going forward with Lamar, but if you're going forward with Lamar, I think Lamar's um, been very talented, but been held back in a sense, kind of in the same thing with Lombardi being let go in L.A. with the Chargers. All the success that Herbert's had the last two years with Lombardi as a coordinator is great, but still feel like it's a lot more that can be opened up. And that's definitely the case with Lamar. Um, we've seen he's led the league in passing before, passing touchdowns from the pocket. He can throw the ball. I think an offense around him needs to be built. It's a passing league at the end of the day. Even the, the 49ers, as much as their run game is important, as much as they run, like he lets Brock sling, sling the ball a lot. And you need to do that to win a Super Bowl in this league. And I think it's the right move for the organization to build around Ravens, because you watch that offense, man. It is boring. It's a boring offense to watch. A lot of times they don't even have 
five eligible receivers with Patrick Ricard back there. So um, it's, it's been tough to watch. They got to expand. Joining us now is a man who knows with what you just said and the way the football is, he's going to have to make plays for his program to win a Lombardi. Hell yeah. This guy got drafted in the first round to be a quarterback of a team that hasn't drafted a quarterback in the first round in like 20 years. Yep. This man went to school in the same city that the team that he's currently the face of is. This guy is Mr. Yinzer. Ladies and gentlemen, quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kenny fucking Pickett. What's up, dude? Appreciate that, man. What's going on? I said Kenny fucking... I I think Tomlin said Kenny motherfucking Pickett, (laughs) so I apologize for not having it all. How's your rookie year, man? Have you taken it in at all? Have you gotten a chance to look back? And where are you in the offseason process right now? Yeah, man, it's a long year, as, as you guys know, coming off like college and then having a full NFL season. Uh, it's like two years of nonstop, so it was nice to kind of chill last week, and I got back in now just doing some light training and uh, at, at the pit boys next door, seeing what's going on over there. Nice. Go ahead, AJ. Hey, when you, were, when you were coming out, obviously, for people that don't know, pit and college, you share a facility with the Steelers. Did you have any idea that they were going to take you, or did they try to throw smoke screens and act like they weren't? Yeah, I mean, they, they had, like, minimum, probably, like, the least amount of communication, you know, with me throughout, the like, the process. They kind of said they, they knew what I was, like, about. And, um, you know, Coach T, I think he, like, barely watched my pro day when he came over. He was just – I think that was kind of, like, the smoke screen. So it's kind of funny how, how that goes, you know, go, goes on throughout the process. Do you find that that was a definite advantage for you, knowing the building, knowing the lay of the land, even, like, traffic, where you're going to park, where you're going to – do you feel like that was a massive advantage and – how much did that play a role into your success this season, you think? Dude, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't think too much, man. Like, I know where to get my groceries, but besides that, like, it's the NFL, man. Like, it's completely, it's a completely different game. Um, I think it's cool having, like, some, some friends and my, some of my best buddies, um, you know, they, they live in the same building as me in my apartment complex. Like, that's cool, I think. But in terms of learning the NFL, man, like, it, there's so many things that you, that you have to learn. So, um, but it was definitely nice having, like, a familiar field area. Let's talk about learning the NFL. What was it you think from your first game, which obviously, you know, you gave the ball to the other team. Not your fault. Two thirds of them. Not your fault. Zero from CFF. Yeah, that is. Pro Football Focus said you threw no picks. So (laughs) don't even count that. I mean, they said it. That means that's gospel. That's Bible. Uh, But from that moment all the way through the end of the season where you and Tomlin are having that moment, Kenny motherfucking Pickett, because at the end of games is when you shine brightest. And it seemed like you were understanding defenses and you and Pickens. What did you learn, you think, through your first year that you're going to take with you into the offseason and continue to work on? Yeah, man, I think just ownership of the offense. I mean, that game that I went in, I didn't even have my helmet in at halftime. Like, I left it out on the bench. I had no clue that I was going in that game. So um, I had no reps leading up to that point. Um, and then all the reps that I got in practice and throughout the, the season, you know, those game reps are so valuable. Um, so once I felt like the offense became my own and I had, you know, full understanding of it, I think that's when my growth really took off. Oh, those gloves, ball, ball, the ball slip out of your hands all the time. It looked like that you were really struggling <laughs> with the size of your hands there when you're throwing a ball. This yeah. Year. Yeah. You know, it felt all right. It felt, I, I wasn't too confident headed in, but it, you know, it, it was, uh, it kind of, it kind of stuck to the ball. So it was good. Do you remember last draft season? We were literally talking about the Carolina Panthers quarterback coach potentially yeah. walking over and saying, hold that fucking ball, boy. <laughs> Let me see how that ball looks in your hands, boy. Seems like it's doing just fine. Tone Diggs has a question for you, Kenny. Obviously, your biggest fan. Hi, Kenny. Uh, first and foremost, when are you going to go on footballing with Ben Rossberger? And what are your thoughts on potentially bringing seven into the building? Maybe be like an offensive uh, advisor to the uh, Steelers. 
I can answer the first one. Uh, there's talks of me getting on the podcast, so I'm waiting on him to, to give me some dates, and I'll, I'll make the trip to. Uh, hey, here we go. Oh, here we go. Oh. Where's he? Is he in Gibsonia? Never mind. Go, ahead. <laughs> go on. You can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So I'll be uh, I'll be getting on the show, and then the second part. Um, you have to talk to the boss man about that one. I don't think I can answer that question. Hey, a lot of conversation right now about your offense coordinator. Obviously, around Pittsburgh, you have to hear it. You have a brain. You have ears. What do you think about your relationship with Matt Canada through the season, and what are your thoughts on him as a human? Let's not talk football at all, but as a human, why do you appreciate him for the position he's in? Yeah, I just appreciate the constant communication he had with myself, like throughout the season. Um, you know, always worried about you know what I'm comfortable with, what I like. You know, getting in there, throwing early on, not having many reps, um, and then kind of just growing with him throughout the season on understanding how he likes to call plays in certain situations. So all the time that we put in together, um, you know, that, that people don't see, you know, that really just goes a long way. So I think all the growth and maturity of the offense that happened throughout was, you know, a huge credit to, to him and you know the bye week kind of bringing us together. Um, and getting us on the right track. Rookie quarterback, you know, it's uh, you change offense coordinator, get another voice in the ear, another system. I mean, this has happened a lot in the NFL. Obviously, the Steelers are like, let's see what we can continue to grow on. And obviously, you showcased, hey, you're a dog, Kenny. Hey, you're a fucking dog, Kenny. It is awesome to watch. Go ahead, Ty. Yeah, Kenny, you talk about growing with, you know, Matt Canada and the offense as a whole. How awesome is it coming in in the same draft class with a guy like George Pickens and knowing, like, uh, this fucking physical specimen I'm going to be able to throw to this guy for the rest of my career. Like, how, how, how nice is that that you guys are kind of both, you know, learning the NFL at the same time? Yeah, man, I think it's huge. And, um, you know, coming in, I think the coming to that Jets game, the guys I had the most, like, reps with was George and, like, rookie minicamp and early part of camp and Connor Hayward. Um, so some of the guys that I was working with in, like, that twos and threes early on was, like, who I was most comfortable with. So, um, I had that kind of rapport to fall back on, you know, early on and, and you know, when I started playing more and I kind of had to play catch up with the starters because I just didn't get, you know, really any reps with them at all. So um, it's awesome to know that I'll have those guys with me for, you know, hopefully a long time here in Pittsburgh. That was an absolute strike right there. Oh, yeah. There's like three of them that are that exact thing. And obviously that was great play design and Pickens runs a great route and you put it right on the money. Pick it to Pickens in Pittsburgh <laughs> is like such a Yinzer fairy tale that could take place. How much of it, though, as you grow in the season is Pickens is going to make a play? You know, like, is there, did you get to that point where you're comfortable enough to be like, you know what, my guy will make a play here? And is that something you've always had? Were you ever gun shy against NFL defenses? How does that kind of all work out, you think? Yeah, it's all trust and kind of what you show in practice. Like, I'm a huge, you know, practice guy and, and giving guys so many opportunities. And, you know, if George didn't make a play on a 50 50 ball, it was almost like a surprise to me in a game because that's how consistently he makes those plays. So, um, I think we're just going to grow in that area. And, you know, I kind of understand it where he likes the ball in, in certain situations. So um, that's kind of with all the receivers. It's just going to continue to get better. And I'm excited to, uh, you know, build on it in the offseason. Hell yeah. What's the rest of your offseason look like? Like, do you, do you plan it out what you're going to do? I mean, the good thing for you, you don't have to go to class anymore, man. So this is your gig. Hell yeah. yeah. Congratulations, bro. Yeah. You feel any pressure to have like some? Uh, <laughs> not to fake care. Not to fake care about academics. Sorry about that, AJ. <laughs> Here we go. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I kind of got the schedule laid out. I took a week off, man. I was like going crazy in my apartment, so I got back into to the building on Monday just to start light training, kind of take off a throne for a month, and then I'll get down to Florida in February with my quarterback coach and kind of get back into the swing of things and uh, just lay some good groundwork. I want to get the guys down in Florida probably once, you know, for a week and then back in Jersey for a week, too, in the summer. So 
um, outside of you know what we're going to be doing in Pittsburgh. So I'm, I'm excited for uh, you know to attack the offseason. Oh, Camp Pickett going on tour yeah. once in Florida, Ooh. then back in New Jersey. Smart. Who's your quarterback coach? Tony Rassiopi, same guy I trained with for uh, the draft, and I had him for about four years in college. What are you working on? Because we've heard stories. I'll give you like a, we've heard stories. Josh Allen. From his first year to his second year, second year to third year, third year to fourth year, obviously mentally he got a lot better in the NFL, but he actually changed the way he was throwing. He put lasers on like his hip and on his elbow, and they used it like a golf swing, and he like tightened it up, and that's what he thought he was missing. You seem to be incredibly accurate. Like, what will you work on, or will you change anything? To me, it's tying in what we're doing offensively now, you know, to my footwork, and, and, and footwork is a huge thing for me. I think if I can get my feet right, then usually the ball goes where I need it to go. Um, I think, you know, I continue to work on off-platform throws as well, getting outside the pocket. It's something I feel like I did a lot better towards the back end of the year, you know, extending plays and giving guys chances down the field. So um, I think more footwork-wise, tying into, you know, what we're doing offensively, you know, that, now that I have a really good understanding of what we're doing, I'll just take that next step, you know, going into year two. Yeah, you're sneaky athletic, aren't you? Lunch pail guy. Uh-huh. Always sneaky, yeah. <laughs> First no one, one, no one trusts the speed, man. You changed the rule, right? Yeah. Didn't you? I mean, yeah. you're the Hell reason. Yeah. Is real. yeah, you did. Yeah, that was awesome. How long had you been preparing to fake slide on somebody, or did that come in the moment? In the moment, man. In the moment. No one believes me when I say it, but you're in a championship game. You're not thinking about breaking out a fake slide. It just kind of happened. Um, I saw him pulling up and just, you know, kind of put the brakes on and just kept going. Did you hear all the uh, old NFL guys be like, he does, God, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> what are we supposed to do? We're going to kill a guy like that or whatever, right? But have you yeah. not, were you able to run a little bit this year, more surprising, to be able to gain a little bit of yards or no? Uh, I'd say yes and no. I think extending plays, I could do it at the college level, like pretty much jogging, like 50%. You know, linemen just aren't as fast at the college level. And the NFL, man, they're just as fast, if not faster than I am. So the the uh, urgency, the sense of urgency, I'd say, when I was escaping was definitely heightened, you know, once I got up here. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think that's if, – if what I've heard is correct, that's like an entire rookie season, a lot of oh, shits. You didn't look like that out there, so you should be proud of how poised you were. Darius has a question for you, Kenny. First of all, smart play, inviting the guys down to Florida. It's not hard to get guys down to Florida in the offseason, Kenny. But uh, you had a long – obviously, everybody has that long rookie year. First of all, what was the biggest adjustment? We talked to quarterback earlier on the show, Matt Ryan, I believe, was one of them. He talked about the speed of the pass rush and how different that was from the college level. Was it that more so or the coverage, the tight windows in the back end? What was the biggest adjustment coming from college to the pros? Yeah, man, that's a good question. I think the the volume of defense that you were seeing week in and week out, I'd say that was number one for me. I study a lot of tape and um, like going through breakdowns was a lot different than going through college breakdowns. You would see a lot of different looks throughout the game, um, where in college you kind of get comfortable seeing different looks because you knew you weren't going to see too many of them Mm -hmm. um, just from what guys can handle. Um, But I'd say the volume of defenses week in and week out was definitely number one for me. Anybody shit talk you heavy this year? Like any I see ghost situations and the other team being like, yeah, you do. (laughs) Boo. Like, was there any of that? Um, there's, there's always stuff in between plays, but I think, you know, that that's like the fun part of the game, like that game in, in between the game. Like I, I always have fun doing, uh, you know, kind of talking in between. So it was, it was good. Yeah. You're a Jersey Yenzer. I assume you chirp a little bit. Uh-huh. Tone has, uh, Tone has another question for you. Yeah. Kenny Yenzer's be pissed if I didn't ask, have you started campaigning yet for your guy, uh, Jordan Addison, uh, to be a draft pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers? I would, I would love it, man. I just, just talked to his mother actually yesterday. Um, you know, he's down in Florida training, and I'm, I'm excited to get down there and, and train with him a little bit too. Um, he's, a, he's a talented guy, man. He's one of the best that I've been around. 
um, just an all-around receiver, just a route runner. You know, his speed will surprise people. I don't think people were giving him enough credit for the speed. So, you know, I'm excited to see where he ends up, hopefully in the black and gold. What you guys? You guys broke every record together, something like that. Just about. Just about. What do you think about Pitt? We coming back? You're in there, in there working out with the boys. Aaron Donald throwing knives at people. You guys going to get the boys back into the ACC championship or what? That's the pl- I think we open up with uh, West Virginia in West Virginia. Oh, uh, okay. We're going. You ducked me last. You ducked. You ducked me last year. I was Ooh. trying to get you there. Maybe a little friendly, oh. little friendly wager. Yeah, but you got to remember when you brought it up on the show, I had no idea what was happening. <laughs> you, you said it. You know, you. I said, did. Yeah. I did. I did catch that. I was like, he has no clue what I'm saying. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was bad. It was a bad moment for me. I, I should have certainly known that was happening. Are we going to that game? Is that when is that? Is that uh, is that the same setup as last year? I hope. I hope it's a Thursday night because it'd be it'd be easy to drive down from Pittsburgh. So, uh, maybe you we got get the a connections chopper. though in there, man. Maybe you we got get the connections. A... You got to help me out. I well, do not have actually. the connections. That's actually the thing. <laughs> that is why I didn't even know. I do not have the connections, but I assume enough money can get us into a place. Oh yeah, should certainly watch that. We'll put a little money on the line too, and then sure. M and M's on line. You're not allowed to no, get them. Yeah, can't do You're it. You're not allowed no, to get them. Really, M and M's and things like sure. that. What's the locker room like there? You guys got a great vibe in that locker room. Mike Tomlin seems to be like the perfect head coach for an NFL team. Yeah, we got a lot of great vets too, man. So I was just kind of following the lead of the vets, and you know, Cam Hayward's my locker mate. As you can see he's got two of these bad boys right next to me. Well, his head um, can't fit. I mean, <laughs> his head. Only, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, he's he's the man, and um, you know, we got TJ and some other guys that kind of take you under your wing early on. So we got a really great great locker room. Kenny, you talked a little bit about like about digesting defenses and trying to figure out the looks they're giving you. What about learning that NFL offense, like that whole playbook? How big of an adjustment was that coming from college? Big playbook, lots of plays. Yeah, tons. That's yep. what they say. So many That's plays. Too many. That is what they say, man. But I, I was I was lucky with Coach Whipple next door, man. He had a lot of experience in the NFL with the West Coast system. So all all the stuff that I learned with him um, in, in a pass game sense kind of really translated over here. The run game was a little bit different, but – um, with some checks, you know, run to run, pass to pass, whatever it may be. But, um, you know, I felt like I picked it up pretty well, you know, early on. How nice was it to have the speaker in your ear so you didn't have to run to the sideline every single play like you had to do with Whipple? <laughs> yeah, that, that was nice. I wish I had that in college. My GPS, I was breaking records every Saturday, man, with how, how, how much I was traveling on that oh, field dude. back and forth. But It ran between yeah. every single play yeah. over yeah. to the yeah. coach and then back, and then every once in a while I'd get like a relay if he needed to what? tap out for a second. Every si- yes. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Wow. High school. See, he just learned this. I learned this whenever we called a Thursday night. We called a Thursday night game. Yep. Who I don't know who you guys were playing. You guys had a UNC. UNC, oh, yeah, great yeah. game, and the place was filled up. Steelers were playing. Pitt fans showed yeah. up as well. Did a shotgun to beer celebration. Right. It was fucking epic and electrifying. But it was at that moment I learned. Like during the game, I think I was like, "Is this guy running?" <laughs> what the? <laughs> oh my god, that is the worst thing of all time. And you stuck with it. I mean, you had to stay in shape for that type of thing. What has your workout been during the NFL season? Because we've talked about it a couple of times about how long your year is. Your rookie year is longer than any year you'll ever have because you go through your entire season, then off-season workouts, then obviously combine, pro day, draft, rookie OTAs, OTAs, training camp, then the longest fucking season you've ever been a part of in your life. So it is. did you have to do anything, change anything body-wise to make it towards the end of the year? And what do you plan on doing this upcoming season with one under your belt yeah i think the combine training man i got a little too lean i'd say uh, i was a little under 220 i want to get a little bit bigger for this this season so like you're training for the 40 the 5105 you're just not training to, to be a football player you're kind of doing the drills and um you know i wanted to perform well in those so then i was playing catch up after that trying to gain some weight but 
Um, I think I want to I want to gain a little bit more weight and have a little bit more muscle mass on me heading into the season after experiencing a lot of these hits and you know the game just played a little bit faster here. Well, you got peanut butter and banana sandwiches, bro. Just right. house right. and nose. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good technique. I did that in high school. I may have to bring that one back. Had a baby. Just become big, fat. Could you imagine <laughs> Kenny Pickett just shows up, 275, Down quarterback? Well. <laughs> if you played well, Pittsburgh would. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, buying completely. Chuck has a question for you, Kenny. Hey, Kenny, how you doing? Good, big, Coach. How are you? I'm great. Big fan of yours. Had my ass kicked a bunch by, by the Steelers and, and Coach yeah. Tomlin, but – that quarterback, you know, head coach relationship, you hear about it all the time, right? And like when I came into the, uh, the Colts job and, and we had Andrew Luck, I was fascinated about, you know, uh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, you know, that relationship. Your interaction with, with Mike Tomlin during the week, I would always try to, you know, watch some uh, situational stuff, some third down stuff, some red area stuff, and then I'd sneak into the quarterback meeting room and quarterback coach didn't like because he wanted all the time and he thought I took up all the time in the team meetings. But I would go in there and, and try to share some things that I saw from a defensive perspective on, on you know what they're playing in the red area, what they're doing on third and two to six, whatever. What's that interaction like? What's your you know your weekly communication interaction with Coach Tomlin? Do you have that those talks with him? Yeah, we do, and you know I'm you know I, I'm kind of lucky. You know, coach allowed me to come into the staff meetings to start the week, so I'd get the breakdown, like the full two and a half hour breakdown of the team um, on wow. Monday morning. When so that started? Really when good, that started? As soon as you started? No, that started about probably two or three weeks after I started because he 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 helped me with my routine early on, and and um, you know he saw that I like to watch a lot of film and be prepared, and then he ended up letting me come into the staff uh, that meeting, so I would get it before everybody. Um, on Monday, I would get it again with the QBs and then again in the teammates. So I would get the breakdown like three times before everybody got it once, Sweet. which was which really kind of helped me. Um, and then throughout the week, just like you said, constant communication about the third downs, um, red zone, two minute, those crucial moments that kind of make and break games. Um, I've had a lot of you know communication with Coach T, you know, throughout the year. And I think that really did help me on you know what I could expect to walk into the line of scrimmage on those big time plays. You know, Mike Tomlin, the last time he had a chance to really, I don't want to say mold a quarterback or an NFL quarterback, he was much younger in his career with Ben. Now he's accomplished Hall of Fame quarterback, Hall of Fame coach already, and he's getting an opportunity to do it again. And us watching him interact with you has been really cool. Like I referenced it in the intro, him calling you Kenny motherfucking Pickett mm-hmm. after you make a big drive. That is obviously a tight bond there between you two. Did you feel that as soon as you got there? Did you have to earn that? How quickly did that all start cooking between you two? Yeah, you definitely have to earn it with Coach T, man. You got you to show up and be consistent every day with your work and how you go about your business. Um, you know, but once we started having success on the field, man, you just, you just kind of build that tight bond. And we spent you know, a lot of time together preparing. Um, so when you just do that, you just become tighter and tighter in this game. Like football is a, a special game. You create a lot of great bonds. So... Um, I think Coach T, you know, we're definitely building something special, and I want to continue to, you know, continue to do that. He's one of the greatest shit talkers of all time I've heard. Is that real? Yeah, he's pretty good, man. You just you don't want to end up in that team meeting when you see yourself up on tape and he starts circling you with the laser. You're like, oh shit, you, you know <laughs> something, you know something's coming, man. But he's 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 awesome. God, AJ. What's Tom? What's Tomlin like on game day? We watch him. We get to see from the TV copy. And we see some mic'd up segments. The dude seems to not only like just the positivity that comes out of his mouth towards you guys. He seems to pump you guys up and just in the right way. Like, is it, does it surprise you at all how he is on game day? No, it doesn't surprise me one bit, man. He, he, his positivity and, and the kind of juice and energy he brings, he's the same guy every single day. 
um you know it's so funny we always hear him like down the tunnel coming into the locker room we all like have like he has his sayings we'll kind of like wager which one he's going to say every game day when he walks into the locker room so um he's he's awesome man he's a guy that you want to play for um you know you want to go out there and win so uh, i couldn't couldn't ask for a better head coach honestly did you play the bills this year we did my first start and you played the Bengals, right we did yep what are your thoughts because obviously they're playing this weekend in a massive game what are your thoughts on their defenses and your first start obviously you're i mean you have no idea what the hell is going on but what are your what are your thoughts on both those teams yeah i mean i think both both teams man just defensively they have so much talent at all three levels um and they're going against two great quarterbacks so i'm, I'm excited to watch and see how it plays out um, I think you can always learn stuff when you watch these kind of big-time games, and so I'll, I'll be tuned in for sure and, uh, you know, want to see how it goes. Do you talk to any of the other quarterbacks around the league? Anybody reach out, chit-chat to help you out this season? During the season, no. I mean, in the offseason, I'm sure I'll, I'll talk to some guys, and, you know, I definitely want to kind of learn some routines on what, you know, some veteran guys do around the league. I'm kind of, you know, just new to it and, um, you know, want to feel out what's kind of best for myself and, and what I like. So I'll definitely be in contact with some guys. Connor has a question for you. Last one before we go, Kenny. Appreciate yeah, you. Kenny, with the other quarterbacks in the QB room, how was that relationship, obviously, with Mitch and Mason? And did they know kind of like, hey, I'm Kenny fucking Pickett. I'm the guy. And then <laughs> obviously you work with one Hall of Famer and Tomlin. What's it like to also answer questions from the Hall of Famer, Marco Boli, from a week-to-week basis? <laughs> Yeah. Which one do you want to answer first? There, where, where should Caboli, I start with the keys? Caboli, yep. Caboli, Caboli, I think. Caboli, yeah, Caboli, Caboli's the man, dude. He's he's got some great questions for us every week, and uh, the guy doesn't miss a day. I'm going to be honest. We have a, we leave the the media open to our locker room a lot, and he's in here every second he's got, man. So he's he's working hard. Duh. You guys give him the runaround. He has sandwiches in his pockets, and you guys fucking won't give him the answers. Yeah, linebacker. That's what Caboli does. He is professional. But how about the other quarterbacks in the room? You guys get along. Obviously, it's a weird year. Yeah, man, we got along really well, and I think the bond just got stronger, you know, as the year went. Um, you know, I couldn't ask. Two guys that really just helped me week in, week out. Um, every time I came off the field, like, Mitch would have something, Mason would have something. We would all communicate on how we should attack the next series. Um, so, you know, those two guys are, you know, really, you know, grateful for, you know, how they treated me and brought me into the team. You still wearing gloves next year, dude? I'll be wearing gloves next year, man. You it's can, not going to work in the one. NFL, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to work in the NFL, dude. Uh, incredible rookie year. You were fantastic, honestly. And I think all of Yinzers that I know are so excited yep. for the future with you, man. You do it the right way. Continue to kick ass, and congrats on the success. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Congrats on the uh, Bud Light deal, man. If you guys want to send some product over here, I won't, I won't shy away from it, but appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. Kenny, thank you. Thank you. Hey, baby, Kenny. Yo, Kenny. Can, drink, actual... a beer, can drink a beer with the guy. Oh, That's yeah. That's right. Drink a beer with the guy. A lot of mocks. Definitely. Hell, yeah. How's that, guy, how's that guy not going to be successful? He's back in the facility already? Yeah, he said a week yeah. in his apartment. Took a week off in his apartment. Man, go to crazy. a beach, Kenny. You fucking go to a beach, Kenny. What are we? <laughs> he was in his apartment in Pittsburgh. Ah, I can't fucking do this anymore. He throw football. I love that. That's what you want. That's what you're looking for. Great question out of you, bub. Yeah. That Tomlin answer about him being in staff meetings, that's not normal, right? I don't think that's a normal thing at all. Especially for a rook, you know, a rookie wow. coming yeah. in. I mean, he knew something we didn't know, but a lot of guys, a lot of coaches won't do that. But I, I love that, yeah. that they're collaboratively, and you let those guys in. Like, when I was coordinator in Baltimore, and I had Ed and Ray and Suggs and Haloti and JJ and all those guys. Right, right, right. We'd I'd give them the game plan. Mm -hmm. We did this, I think, with you guys yep. some. Give them the game plan. And, hey, look this over. Get, bring it to Saturday night meeting, the last meeting. And I want your input. 
you know, what do we have in there that's going to totally screw us up, you know, and, and what do we not need? And they would – so it's basically the same thing. Because those guys – a guy like that is smart and he knows the game and they know that. So you want to – hey, look, is there something on here that you can't execute, we can't execute, that's just going to blow up in our face? And what is Tomlin – Tomlin's like a film junkie. They say he just mm-hmm. lives and is like – he has like a room where it's just film – I don't know if they call it the dungeon or the cave. Yeah, lights are always off. I forget what it is. He's just like a film junkie like that. But I think everybody's successful in the NFL. At every position, but punter and kicker and long snapper. Yeah. Are film junkies. Yeah, buried. Like that is. No, I don't see. You don't think so? No. Some, some guys can. Whoa, 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 some guys, you know, can overdo it with the film. Sometimes you can um, paralysis by analysis. Exactly. Perfect. But and then some guys, you know, you just watch a couple of things and you just let your instincts take over and play. And then quarterbacks, obviously, I feel like those film, to. you got to be film junkies, um, you know, some DBs. But some guys, I, I've definitely known some guys that just give me the play, give me my formation. Let me play. Let me just play ball, and they play better that way for sure. All right, let me take that back then. Not everybody that I know that is successful is a film junkie, but everybody that I've seen, you know, that is prominent in football has loved the game. And normally, a good display of if you love the game is how much time you invest. Mm-hmm. That's how everybody the desk watching situations that happen <laughs> in the coaching world because they love football and prepare more than you do. But like the people that really love dissecting film, I, I like that Tomlin recognized that Kenny was like. This guy also seems to be a psychopath when it comes to film Mm -hmm. watching. And that's like a good way to earn his trust. And if Kenny wasn't, and you go into the building and you hear that about Tomlin, a nice move probably to win over your team and your coach is like, oh, I'm I'm going to become a film person now. This is what it's going to be. Seems like you guys got the right guy. I'm it very, honestly does. I'm very very happy. Like I, we've talked about it during the season, and the stats aren't weren't incredible, but but you'll see you see some throws where he stands in there and, and he makes the throw. He'll he'll take a hit. He makes the right read. The camaraderie that he has with Pickens and Fryermuth, who I think will probably be his best weapons moving forward. Like those are like you could already tell those are his guys. So I yeah, I am very excited for the future with him. Matt Canada. Okay. Back. Had a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Was scared to put too much on his plate, probably. Big playbook. Now you can throw the kitchen sink at it. Now we're gonna get more in jet sweeps. Yeah. Off season. You know, off season. OTA. He's the guy. Here's the no, guy. And the OC changes too, Tony. Sometimes it's not always for the better. What yeah. are you saying? I'm saying sometimes you just want a little, you know, consistency. Well, we're not gonna have Flores calling the plays. That's a good point. <laughs> Danny Smith might though. Yeah. That'd be awesome. If Danny Smith, yeah. special teams coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> for the last fifteen years was put into a competition against Matt Canada for who's going to call plays, which is what Bill did with Joe Judge Bingo. and Matt Patricia. Oh, yeah. Correct. Off a of failed head coaching job. I would like to let everybody know that we would be pulling very hard for Danny Smith to become a play caller in the NFL. I think he'd be running trick plays every fucking other play, <laughs> and then it would be power football, and he'd chew more gum. You know Danny? Oh, yeah. Love Danny? more than 50. Oh, I love him. From yeah. Pittsburgh. Tons of juice, tons of energy. We're yeah. talking Yinzer fuck. Yes. This guy is a Yinzer <laughs> fuck who has become a Pittsburgh Steelers staple. And I, I honestly don't think there's a better representation there is of the city of Pittsburgh than this guy right here. There is not. He's going to hear this. Somebody's going to show it to him. He's going to go, bad. I got a fucking message right here. He's going to do a full, he's gonna be a full <laughs> diatribe. It's real. You'll see this guy chewing 45 pieces of gum at one time mm-hmm. on any given Sunday, Monday, Thursday, or Saturday when NFL games are being played. I love this man. How long he's been there? Long time. I don't know. I think he was with the Washington. 
He was in Washington before Pittsburgh, I think. But because I'm from Pittsburgh, every Pittsburgh coach around the NFL normally comes over and says hello before the game starts. Normally, yeah. like Plum Guy, hey, I'm from blah blah blah. 2013, he's with the Steelers. He's with the Redskins okay. as a special team. Oh! That's who they were. Oh, that's who they were. I'm not going to chuck him. Yeah. Good yeah. on you. This guy. He's been a oh, special teams coach since 2001. Okay, yeah, so he's with Washington. That's when I met him. Was he at Washington Commanders? That's not, that's not who he was with. The Washington <laughs> football team. Well, that's not who he was with. Not who Green was. in trouble? I don't it's I know. Try. Yeah, the FCC comes up. <laughs> I don't know. You can give it a go. Your boss is going to crack down on you, but we can't make that a habit. But that was the name of the team that he did coach for at the time. Right, right here. What beat he's got right here. It's also the name of the team that everybody's wearing T-shirts for in away games who are the team Washington Commander fans. That is yeah. right. We learned that whenever the Commanders played in Indianapolis, we saw a lot of their fans, and a lot of their fans were not told that the team name was Commanders. No. Every piece of merch that was being worn in the away stadium, in the Colts stadium, was OG. Yeah. A ridge. They should have stayed with the football team. Yeah. Amen. I, mean, I liked it. Yeah. Me too. DCFC would have been. Wild Hogs would have been sweet, too. That would have been cool. Tam Allen as the mascot. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> on a motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. And Martha right next to him. Have we figured out, is Damar Hamlin coming out on a four-wheeler? Uh, yeah. I think it has been confirmed. I believe they put up the <laughs> Confirmation. <laughs> That's crazy he's back, dude. Isn't it? Awesome. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he's doing as well. It's it's awesome. From what a good story. We're talking to Von Miller here at two fifteen Eastern Standard Time, which is twenty eight, twenty seven minutes from right now. Can't wait to chat with him. Did not chat with him last week. I believe he was traveling. He's back in the building. Uh, Gabe Davis said that he put up a replica Lombardi. Yep. and said, "Hey, this is what you're looking for. Go mm-hmm. get it." Mm-hmm. Von Miller coaching. We heard that from Dawson Knox. Dawson Knoxie. Old Noxie, if he gets a 50 yard touchdown or longer, yep. we'll donate 50 grand to his foundation. Mm-hmm. Gabe Davis, 85 yards or longer, 85 grand to his foundation and 85 grand Pop to him. Book. Yeah. Jesse Bates, the third. Bingo. $50,000 for an interception this weekend. That is not just is forever. Not, no, 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 no. That is not a forever. There is a expiration date on that, Mr. Bates, the third. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, I have a request. Uh, do with it what you will, but may I suggest please offering Kenny. Pick it the same deal for the upcoming season of maybe like an 85-yard touchdown as well so that we can force some more balls down the field. Oh, a little bit more aggressive offense being made by the Stooges in Indianapolis for the Pittsburgh Steelers. A little bit of, hey, do you hate the kids? Why don't offer you? Matt Canada. Send, it, send, that, send that offer to Matt Canada. Then you'll get some shots down the field. I'm assuming, and I might be wrong, but I'm a big like Canada's a human guy, you mm-hmm. know? These people, as Ian Rapport refers to yeah. humans in the NFL, he's heard everything that everybody has said. I would assume probably. So. There's no way they roll the ball in the field and run the same bullshit next year. He is probably being protected, his job, because Tomlin was probably a part of the conversation. Let's not make this too complicated. Let's understand what this is. Let's do what we can do the best we can do it Gross. without getting too much on. We thought something just came through the roof. Yeah, Crows are back. We had to fix yeah. a window up there because the crows blew it up. Yeah, poked a hole. Whenever it got negative 12, the crows came flying up, and they were doing missions, one crow after another. And they, they <laughs> it worked. Yeah. It worked. They Got busted the out the yep. window. Had Ready. to get fixed. Had somebody climb up there. But I wonder if that's what the reason was why he didn't get fired, because it was like an overall decision. And then this year they're able to add on to it. Maybe that's the case. That is a positive way that I would like to think about it as well. Thank you. Well, how hard oh, that was it? a positive way that you had not thought about it at all is what it sounded like you just said. 
No, there wasn't a ton of positive thinking about the situation. <laughs> no, I think we were just thinking he has one year left on his contract and they don't fire That's, coordinators. They just let the contracts run out. Thinking, yeah. Got it. It's third year? Yeah. Three different quarterbacks. Why are Steelers fans so negative? It's a great question, Foxy. We'll let the Steelers, diehard Steelers fans. Well, not everything's gumdrops and rainbows. You win a couple games, you guys start throwing parades. You know, you've been through this. Okay, this isn't about the Lions. That was a real question about the Steelers. It's not about the Lions. Super Bowl or negative, Foxy? It's Super Bowl or negative? Yeah, bingo. That's all I needed. Do they play next year? Oh, they got that NFC North. Steelers. I believe they do actually. Yeah, Packers and Steelers play. How'd you know that? Do you just have everybody scheduled, just ready to rock right now? What type of operation (laughs) we got going in that Italian head? Look at the new flag on the iPad. Oh, no, a little bit more good. prominent. Yeah. I think it was the right play. Thank you, Tom. No, they play the West. The uh, Packers just happens to be another NFC game. So Packers is a story that is obviously garnering mention on every show because Aaron Rodgers said he could play at an MVP level. They're You're- sick of talking about him, though. Yeah. You know? But they'll fucking dedicate an hour and a half point, to every program to talk to talking about how big of an asshole he is well, and how hey did you see jay did you see it? jay will jay will went to bat jay will went to bat. oh he did yeah no i yeah. did not see that one he's the first one on tv that has said like hey do you know he also said literally right before he was talking about the level in which he thought he could still play at his old ass fucking age which is kind of being missed in this whole thing that's what he was answering the mvp thing and then the other thing he said was if you can't win at all why are you fucking playing at all mm-hmm. so jay will brought that up i think dan orlovsky did as well appreciate yeah. that yep. Thank you, Dan. Adonde did as well on Around the Horn. J.A. Adonde. J.A., all right. Or Clinton Yates. I saw Yates. Yeah, Yates yeah. took a little shot at my tank top. Did he get a lot of points? Did J.A. get a lot of points for that? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, he did. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, really? That's surprising. In the face time. Show. I don't know how you don't. Surprise reality gave him points. For I will it. say, Orlovsky won the argument immediately upon saying, like. He did. He did say that. And then everybody else was just like. What? <laughs> oh, he did? Okay. And Jay Well, I believe he did. As well, you yeah. kind of win that whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's Aaron, though, huh? That's just how his life is, you think? That's just how it is? That's how it is right now, no question. But also, a quick pivot. Did Moz get shot today on camera? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, he was bleeding right here. Had That's a, a shame. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw they, he, had like a ice, he was holding an ice pack up before he did the trivia segment. He, yeah. stu- he kind of stuck up for uh, Aaron, too. Yeah. Moz was kind of on Aaron's side. Really? Yeah. Helmet busted He's concussed, all though, yeah, from the mini helmet hitting his oh, jaw. Yeah, so. yeah. He's a little woozy. Mm-hmm. He was, wasn't he? Wobbly. Cheeto's yeah. name is so cool. Yeah. yeah. I would like him to be on uh, the Colts just so we can say. Oh. Cheeto woozy out here making plays. Yeah. I mean, that's an incredible name. Shout yeah. Cheeto deal. They got some dogs on the backside there. Oh, yeah. Got to pay him. This is money. I don't know how Cincinnati has all the fucking. How are they going to have. Let's say they were the Broncos and the Broncos had all the money. How will they be able to decide who's getting money over there? They're going to have to turn it over, just like New England had to do with Tom. Yep. Just like Seattle had to do with Russ. Now, granted, they never were able to win again after they turned it over. Patriots were able to do it. <laughs> it's like your quarterback's going to survive different eras of your team. It's like, will they be able to do it? That's a fascinating – that's really what the future is. No offense to the Bengals. You're in the middle of a great yeah. time right yeah. now going on a win. But the immediate thought is this team's young, very good, very accomplished, and contracts are coming up. It's hard not to think about that immediately. And you'll figure out, we'll know right away who they really covet and who they don't. Because you're not going to keep them all. It's just the nature of the beast. There's going to be some guys that walk, and they're going to hate, hate to see them go. But then it's on the coaches. Ownership, GM personnel, they're always like, okay, hey, look, we know you hate to lose this dude. 
but we've got this guy, this guy, and this guy, these young guys. We've got to develop them. Trent Irwin they came gotta, out of nowhere. Yeah, well, and that's what I feel like they're kind of, in at least offensively at the skill positions, they're in that range where, like, it used to be with Rodgers, too, and even with Mahomes losing Tyreek Hill. It's like, hey, the quarterback is good enough for, like, you know, you put Trent Irwin in, like, Burrow's going to make him a fucking superstar. So, like, yeah, we have 100%. a bunch of elite guys on the edges, but, like, we'll be okay potentially losing one of them because we can't afford him because the next guy we get either in the you know late rounds of the draft, like Burrow's going to make him you know maybe play above what his normal means are. AFC North is certainly fascinating, isn't it? Kenny Pickett's oh, yeah. the only true thing right now, huh? That's the only sure thing? And Deshaun Watson. Joe Burrow, not sure thing, you know, because he's not under contract for the right. next 10 years. I think Joe will be there. I think Joe is never leaving Cincinnati. Yeah, no chance. What a perfect player for the Bengals yeah. Joe Burrow is. Yeah, what a perfect situation. That the fact that yeah, and now he has him back to make another run. Like, good story for Cincinnati. I think they're always going to make a run. He has that Tom Brady thing where it's like, hey, our teams win. We hey, we win. That is what we. I don't know what everybody else does. They started on two, right? Yep. That was whenever they're giving up nine sacks. Yeah, they lost two. People said they were garbage. People said they were gold standard organization. Hangover. I I don't know what we said about them, but we certainly talked about how they were giving up more sacks and Joe Burrow's not going to survive, and this is bullshit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, week six or week seven, boom, that offense. They played the Jets. Remember, I went to the Jets game when Mangle went into the Ring of Honor, and the Bengals looked great that day, and people didn't expect him to win that game. Yeah, because Mangle was going in there, too. We got a little PTSD, too, from seeing Luck. We saw we yes. kind of saw that before yeah. the guy you know wow. get banged around. Yeah. Obviously, supremely talented, but, but I love Burrow's mindset, man. A great guy to build around. Even when they went and won these, you know, made the playoff appearance, and he was kind of like, "Hey, like I get used to this shit." You know what I mean? This is the new kind of standard around here. I like he, that. He he hated the "why not us" yeah. mentality. Yeah, mm-hmm. last year he said something along the lines of like, "I don't like the connotation of yeah. why not us." Okay. It is us. Yeah. Right. What are we? What are we even talking? Why not us? What are we? Even, <laughs> that is not. It, I enjoy that. I love that, and I think that is something that every franchise is looking to have. And probably how many? Seven of them? Eight of them? Right how, now? Yeah. But look at this. Put put the play. I'll put this divisional round up. Trevor Lawrence. Yep. For right? sure. Yep. Now, granted, unless he just falls off a cliff, with as long as Doug Peterson ain't going anywhere. I think he's going to be okay. Patrick Mahomes, locked. Mm-hmm. Joey Burrow, locked. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, locked. Yep. Danny Dimes, I think. Bruce Bronovich, he's at least for the next four or five years, right? You guys are going to have to pay him. Bronovich, for is he? sure. Uh, we have oh, to, he's not back here. Definitely, though. Yeah. Jalen Hurts, guy. Yeah. Yep. Dak, already signed, sealed, delivered. I guess the Niners, it's, are you question going with Purdy? Hmm? A question mark. If Christ is walking with him, you're goddamn right they are. Yeah, we'll see. You put GD after that. that. Do not love what you did. You went to a Catholic school, too. I did. Hey, I did not go to a Catholic school. Have no real, um, you know, that whole thing. Ty did, and he just dropped it. So I I expect the same venom towards him that I get. Bring it on. I had to go to church every Wednesday. Wednesday? Yeah. And Sunday? Uh, You know, weekends every once in a while. Yeah, you'd go. But every Wednesday. During during school year, so you were like Kenny Pickett going to the the Wednesday service, which was basically the game planning for Sunday service. Right, you were in there before <laughs> everybody else heard the message. Exactly, getting getting the homily before everyone else has got it. Smart. Yeah. I didn't know Jesus showed up on Wednesdays. Jesus every day. Show what is your problem? Tony. I thought it was just Sunday. There's mass every day of the week, Tony. Don't I am so on. sick of this. Okay, this can't be what this becomes <laughs> all the time. Whenever we start talking about this, think about where we are. Virginia McCaskey at 100 years old. 
goes every single morning. Hell yeah. Yep. Every wow. morning. I mean, so heaven, the yeah. new facility they built, they put they a put a chapel in there. Chapel in there. Yeah. Like, like, a, hosp- like a hospital. Or? So I um my great my great aunt, I guess, my dad's aunt. Mm-hmm. My dad's mother passed away when my dad was in high school. So my dad's aunt became pseudo my grandma. Mm-hmm. Jeannie. Just a legend of a human. Absolute rest in peace, Jeannie. She is absolute legend of a human. She was married, okay? She was married uh, to a man who every, lived in a basement. They put a little church. He just prayed every single day, all day, every day, basically. I think he thought he was dying, so he was trying to get as good as he possibly could with the Lord, and that was just what he did all day while she lived upstairs. So anytime anyone saw it, was like, uh, you want to go downstairs? I think he's in the middle of a service right now or whatever. It's like, all right, I'm going to get out of here. So, like, I think as you get older, that type of thing happens. Did anyone ever check on him to see if he was really praying? Yeah, I... I think we've seen him a couple. He had calluses. AJ, guy had calluses because of how much he was praying. Is he a monk? He might have been a monk. I think he was living like that. I think he was living like that. That's pretty cool. Good for him. You think he's lying? That's what it sounds like. No, I do not. I do not. That's what it sounds like. Got to come up someday, right? You got to come upstairs at some point, right? He never. He missed a couple holidays. I mean, he there was a couple times he was big day today, locked in. Got the colossals four twenty or whatever. What a weapon, huh? When you eat, I don't. You know what? I don't think I've ever seen him eat. I, 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 he passed away, obviously, but he. Did you ever go down there and see his? I his saw the operation. Area? I saw the setup. Yeah, because there was a pool table down there we could never really use because oh. Bibles on it, <laughs> communion. Yeah, I got cleared off for one holiday. It was a big day. We went down there. My mom showcased that she's a fucking pool shark. I had no idea that was the case. Nice. And then we all had to get back out of there. Praise prayers have to take place again. Praise be. But I think as you get older, I think you go to church more often because you start thinking about the afterlife a lot more. Mm-hmm. So that might be why. Every single day. And then maybe hopefully that'll happen to you, Tone. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, one day. I'm always looking. <laughs> Joining us now is a man who's fantastic at his job as well. His current job is job shadowing the general manager while also being a motivator in the locker room of the Buffalo Beals. Ladies and gentlemen, future Hall of Famer, two-time Super Bowl champion, Vaughn Miller. Yeah, We need a bar. Boys! We need a bar. How we doing, boys? We doing good, man. We're my dog, Trey White. Hey, welcome back, Trey. You healthy? You feel good? Life good? Yes, sir. How you doing, man? Happy holidays to y'all, man. Hey, I'm great. You happy to be back on the field, Trey? The team was different without you. I'm sure they were all excited to have you back. You're a game changer, brother. Oh, man, it's fun. It's fun to get back out there. It's been a long road, but I know I still got a ways to go, but it's fun to be back out there and having fun again, man. It's been a long, long process for sure. Hey, corners, you know, normally soft, you know, warm weather, yep. you know, don't want to hit nobody. It's about, I see you with the ski mask on and short sleeves. It's cold as hell up there. What are we expecting this weekend, Trey? We was inside today. Oh, smart, smart. That's very that's a smart play. That's a smart play. All right, Pat, man. It's good talking to y'all, man. Hey, nice to meet you, man. Congrats. You're a hell of a ball player. Yeah. Oh. Hey, is Cole Beasley still there? We'd like him to drop, if he has a Cole. quick eight, 16. <laughs> Cole right here. Drop a beat. Cole. What's happening? Hey, I don't want to put you on a spot too much here. You retired. Were you just like, I'm done with this shit? And then Buffalo called and like, you know what? Maybe I'll jump back into the game. What happened there? Yeah, uh... Tampa had me doing 45 plays in one practice. I couldn't hold up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome back to the league, Cole. Appreciate it. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. That was amazing. That guy's also an MVP for me. Wow. Well, right. he did have a, uh, he put out a disc tape. He did. Yeah. <laughs> during COVID. 
Hey, you tell Cole we said thank you for stopping yeah. by. I think it's the second time he's been on the show, third time he's been on the show. Yeah, yeah man, they heard that. They, they was like, man, what you doing? I was like, man, I'm getting ready for the Pat McAfee show. It's like, man, let me holler at him, so... I'll tell them, I, right. tell them I appreciate that. We're in the middle of a real conversation taking place, and Zito's like, uh, Vaughn's on, uh, Cole's on, and Trey White's on. I was like, <laughs> in, in my ear, I'm like, ah, we got to, what the hell? We appreciate it. Seems like vibes are high, though. How's it feel? Like yesterday we heard a little bit of a quicker practice. That's good news. What do we got going yeah. on going into the weekend, Vaughn? What are you seeing from the boys? Uh, I mean, today was a typical Thursday. Um, you know, at this point in the season, you know, Coach McDermott, is wanting to do with the you know the guys uh, feel his best and um, you know yesterday was a shorter like a shorter practice. Um, today they picked it back up with walkthroughs and a little bit more film and you know it was out on the field as well. So just dialing it up, getting ready for the Cincinnati Bengals. Good, AJ. Bon, how's how's it been with you? I know uh, have you been able to uh, shadow the GM and all? Any any surprises there? Any cool things you've seen behind the scenes? Yeah, I have, man. It's just been a, it's just been a, um, a blessing to be here um, with with Brandon, man. Um, you know, I don't think it could have worked out better for me. Um, you know, being with a, a guy that's just so uh, so eager to teach and um, so mm. eager to, to fill me in, and um, you know, with the the type of path that I want, like whenever it's my time for the opportunity, I don't want to skip any steps. You know, I don't want it. I don't want to just get a job just because of you know who I am. I want to, I want to be qualified and ready to go and. You know, Brandon being, you know, he the the knowledge that he gave me, man, he didn't he didn't have to, and you know, to break it all the way down to basically a, a elementary level for for me to understand and for me to pick up on it, man, it's a, it's a true blessing, man. Brandon Bean, he he is the GOAT for real. Hell yeah, he's been great on our show, and obviously what he's built in Buffalo has been fantastic. And I, as a sports dude, would like to let you know, you should be getting jobs because of your fucking name, but I do appreciate <laughs> that you're willing to put the, all the work in behind the scenes. I heard you brought in a Lombo. Man, I, I want both. I, I, want, I want a little bit of both. You yeah, know yeah, 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 yeah. Don't be scared John, to lean on The John Elway, the John Lynch, you know, they got a little bit of name, but they're good at their job, too. You know, I want a little bit of both. Yeah, you're okay. You're allowed to be successful at everything, which I think you will be. You've got Greener Pasture Farms, which oh, has yeah. some of the greatest chicken, honestly, going. Yeah, thank you for the hat, man. Huh? Greener Pasture's chicken, bro? We're eating all the good. Hey, these chickens live a great life, don't they, Vaughn? Right down here at they Greener Pasture. great life. They only have one bad day. <laughs> and they just they want to sleep and didn't wake up that's yeah. right that's that, that was, that was that good. real shame um, but I heard you brought Lom- uh, a Lombo in to the locker room what was your thought behind that did you not think maybe this would be a jinx or a curse what was the messaging and how was it received in the locker room no honestly um, I got this uh, I got this strategy from Peyton Manning and DeMarcus Ware um, you know Peyton Manning and DeMarcus Ware they gave us uh, a speech in 2000 and 16 right before the AFC Championship game, right before we played the, the Patriots for the second time of the season. You know, back then, you know, Patriots teams, they haven't lost to two teams twice. They haven't lost to the team twice in one season, let alone the playoffs and this and that. And, you know, DeMarcus and Peyton, they sat us down and they had a talk. And um, it was really just, a, you know, it was a visualization, um, uh, really uh, exercise, visualization exercise. And DeMarcus had, had us all, like, close our eyes and, you know, um, really focus on all the hard work that we've done and where we're at and the type of the type of moment that we're in and, you know, this special moment in time. Yeah. And then he told us to open our eyes and he was holding the trophy. So it was like, oh, oh, oh. yes. I, and this was this was back in Denver. So we had, you know, we had two trophies in Denver. So DeMarcus had went and got the real trophy. I don't know where he got it from, but, you know, he had access to get he had access to the real trophy when he got the real trophy and just. Just being able to see it in front of us like that, it felt like it was 
attainable. You know, usually, you know, first time in the playoffs, you know, you got a lot of guys that never been here before. You you know what you're playing for, but to really see that in front of you, you know, for me, it really moved me. And I went out there and I had one of my best games as a as a pro. So when I went to the Rams last year, um, being back in that same Super Bowl like mindset and being able to be in a position to go compete for a Super Bowl, you know, I had uh, brought that same speech to Coach McVay. And uh, Coach McVay put his little twist on it. He went and got the first Super Bowl that the Rams had had uh, talked about. And if you ever, if you ever been, have you ever heard Coach McVay like motivate the guys or do any type of speech to a, a group? Like he's phenomenal. So I told him about the speech. He took that speech and made it his own. And he he didn't have us close our eyes or anything, but he set it up nicely for when he pulled out that trophy. Everybody felt it like it was attainable. So you know, coming here to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. You know, I yeah, felt like right. this was the right time, and I felt like, you know, um, it was just a special, you know, it was, it, that's the speech that I had uh, that had moved me. So having the opportunity to talk to the guys from Coach McDermott, I wanted to do that same speech, just a different style for my guys. You know, it's worked twice before. You know, hopefully it can work a third time for us here in Buffalo. You need to know this. Dawson Knox, whenever we asked him the difference between this year and last year, he said the addition of Vaughn Miller has just been massive your peers respect the shit out of you that is a great thing to hear i would assume you're going to take it in and be like well dawson knox hard working guy i'm lucky to be here you just need to know everything you're doing is appreciated by everybody so we appreciate the I hell appreciate out of you too darius your question for vaughn yes sir vaughn we heard reports that uh demar hamlin has been in the building just want to know how the vibe's been how's he doing and then how are you coming along with your uh rehab and injury man it's great um you know having demar in here man um you know, after the situation that happened, you know, I didn't come on the show for, you know, two weeks. I just, I didn't, I wasn't there, you know, in Cincy whenever it happened. So yeah. I wanted to like, you know, just, I just wanted to be respectful about the situation. Yeah, he was doing better, but I didn't feel like I was in a place to like really talk about it because yeah. I wasn't there. Um, but, you know, for everything that I heard and he, there he is right there. He's he on the table right Hey, Demar, what's up, dude? Nah, he's, he's in the other room. You know, he's like a he's a superstar, man. And it's it's just been a, a blessing. And uh, it just shows you that God works in, in mysterious ways. And um, yeah, it's, it's dope, man. Every time I see him, every time I look at him, man, it's just this it's just this cool feeling of, you know, it's, it feels like we're playing for something greater than ourselves, man. So it's good to have DeMar in the building and have his energy around for sure. Yeah, he was we all thought he passed away and your teammates with him, you know him. I think any ex-player and every human that watched that was like pretty fucked up by the situation. Like the next day we were live, I was I was messed. I was I was struggling to figure out what to say and how to say about the whole thing, Vaughn. It was scary. As you know, well. it was it was insane. Um, you know, I'm watching Monday Night Football, and um, you know, somebody gets hurt. First, it was uh, Teron. You know, Teron Johnson. He had got hurt the play before, and then Demar got hurt the second play. And it was just like, okay, maybe it's like a neck or a head injury or concussion, and. You know, I'm just sitting here. We go to they go to commercial break and then they come back and they go to commercial break again and they come back. And I'm like, hold on, They're like this is, this is different. And um, you know, I started checking my phone, and I check my phone and I'm in the NFL uh, PA chat, and they're telling me all the details of things that's going on. I'm like, man, like, and they said they had to do like CPR, and I'm like, man, CPR means that, you know, like your your heart stopped. You know, I'm yeah. I'm still in in game mode and I'm still like, man, like what's going on and. You know, I get more information from the guys in the locker room. Then they go into the locker room and they say they're not playing in the game. Then you just start to, like, it just starts to settle in, like, how, like, serious the situation is. But, 
you know, it's good things that come out of it's good things that come out of um, you know events like this. We have a, a newfound appreciation for our teammates. These special moments that we have coming in the locker room, you know, at any given moment, it can take away. And how about this training staff that we have, you oh. know, here at the Buffalo Bills? Denny, and, um, is that his think, name? Denny, Denny. Man, not, it was Denny and, and Tabani and Nate and really all these guys. It's a huge team. Of course, Denny was the quarterback, but you got a huge team of guys. And really, you know, after you're taken back and you can really process this information, they save. You know, not only DeMar's life, but they saved our league, too. Because if you could just imagine, you know, something, uh, you know, uh, worse happening on the field in front of everybody, Monday night football, bright lights, like that would put, you know, we already have a stigma about our sport and how violent it is. But, you know, if the worst would have happened that night, man, that, that would have been a blackout that I don't think we could have recovered from. You know, so the, the, our training staff here, man, they they, uh, they saved our league. They saved DeMar, man. And, you know, I'm just so grateful um, to be a part of such an amazing organization with such amazing people. Before, AJ, before AJ's question, Darius also asked about your rehab and recovery. I assume it's going fantastic with what you just said about the uh, medical staff up there in Buffalo. Yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. Um, you know, mentally, I'm still great. It's just you just got to take it one week at a time. It's six weeks. It's been six weeks on Tuesday. Um, I can't, I, I'm just in here. I come in every day. I go to meetings and stuff. And, you know, I'm here in the training room. And I just try to. The hardest part really for me is not playing in the game, you know, not playing in the game the, the Saturday night before the game, you know, everybody's gearing up. That's really the hardest part of the week. Um, I understand my situation. I know what I'm doing, but game day is game day. Like you're out there. I'm, I'm going in the locker room, walking down the tunnel and I go to my locker and it's just like my pads are not in there, you know, so that. That's I wish really you had full pads on. Oh, can we, yeah. can we not have these have oh, full yeah. pads <laughs> on? In the stands? Man, like, it's preseason. Tennis shoes, you know, have it untied. Some have the full seeds. pads on. Yeah, yeah do it, treat it like a yeah, preseason man, game. That would be crazy. But my, my, my rehab is going great. I got great guys working with me, man. Mentally, I'm still good, man. And I'm just taking it one day at a time. Vaughn, do you know, uh, I, I don't know if there's any plans for what DeMar's going to do this weekend for the game. Do you guys have anything going on? Hey, oh, and before, before we get too far, mm-hmm. we'd like to let you know that we have brainstormed a few ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> DeMar, four-wheeler, okay? American flag, Bill's mafia flag, yeah. everything out. He's obviously, it's going to be cold as shit. Yeah. So he's in whatever. He's leading team down, down yeah. ramp there. We're, we're, and I think we are playing... Some sort of song, yeah. Some some sort of song, and he. I think we pop wheelie on four wheeler, (laughs) two wheels all all the way, and then the whole team introduced together. And I'm not sure there'd be a way for the Cincinnati Bengals to win that game if that was to take place. Are you hearing anything like that? (laughs) No, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not hearing anything about that. Okay, all right. We didn't know our sources must have got. Tell him to consider it, (laughs) please. Man, Demar is like he is like, you know he. From that situation that happened, he's like a, he is a, a like a full blown star now. And you got to sneak him in, you got to sneak him out. You can't let people know where he's at. You can't let people know oh, that yeah. he that he's still there. Like it is, it is crazy, man. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's so, uh, it's so dope to witness and mm-hmm. see all the love coming in for Demar. But I do not know what they're going to do. I'm sure they're going to have him motivate the guys in some type of capacity. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine him standing on that four wheeler? I'm sure he can figure it out. Yeah. Coming oh. out one of these. Yeah. Oh my god! Nice yeah, Oh my god! Good Think game. about it, Bills. Hey, Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. You know you say that every time you say the 
you always say Buffalo Beals with your accent. <laughs> so it's hard for us to call them anything else other than the Buffalo Beals. That's what we call the Buffalo Beals. Need to listen. That that is something that needs to happen this week. But obviously, if Tamar doesn't want to take the attention away from the game, we understand as well. That is an incredible story that we hope is celebrated because it, I think the entire world is celebrating alongside you guys with that yeah. particular situation. You guys have become yeah. like the. Um, I don't, I don't want to say like America's team because obviously that would be it, but it feels like the world is behind the Buffalo yeah. Bills. Do you guys feel that the Buffalo Bills? Man, it's it's just it's just cool to to for you know for God to use our sport in so many great ways, man. And um, we got so much stuff to play for. Um, you know, back in the spring, you know, we had the the tops, you know, shooting. We had snowstorm, two snowstorms that took lives. Um, you know, we we've lost players. Um, we lost players' brothers. You know, Dawson. Lost his brother early in the season, and um, I feel like always, you know, I've always felt like whenever you're playing for something greater than yourself, you get the most, you know, out of yourself and your team, man. And we got so much to play for, man. And I'm just so blessed and honored to to, to be a part of this franchise for sure. I wish we would be able to see you do your thing, but obviously we got many more years for that. Happy you're still in the building. Connor has a question for you, Vaughn. Yeah, Vaughn, because you're with Brandon Bean all the time, are you showing him some of the stuff you see on social media? Like, hey, I think DeAndre Hopkins might help the Buffalo Beals out a lot. And also, <laughs> hey, Jordan Poyer was on his podcast yesterday, kind of giving almost a goodbye because it's possibly the last home that? game for him and the Buffalo Beals. Are you letting him know that stuff? Man, you know, the crazy thing about, uh, you know, um, about being that he is so in tune with everything, mm-hmm. with everything personnel, with every like I can sit down and I can talk to him about players on another team uh, for the national championship game. You know, I text him. I was like, "Hey, like, what are we looking at? Like, you know, what are we looking at?" And he just he just sent me a whole sheet of guys like that we're looking at guys on t- on TCU. You know, guys on Georgia. You know, watch these positions. These are the guys. And you know, he he is so in tune, and it's just been a blessing to be around. But you know, we we. You know, since my Odell, since my Odell, uh, since me recruiting Odell didn't work, you know, we, I kind of shifted off. Did it? Hold on. He didn't trying make to, a decision yet. <laughs> he ain't made a decision yet, but we got, we still got a couple more games. Since it's still a possibility, <laughs> but the, the odds, the odds are down to like, you know, the odds are down in the single digits right now. But, you know, that that's just one failure that I had. or And I wouldn't even call it a failure. That's just one exactly. thing that didn't come through for me yet. Exactly. Um, so we, we kind of shifted off of, you know, the, the, the guys that we're bringing in tomorrow, how to build a team like this and the structure uh, the structure of guys that it, that it takes to build a team like this. But like I said, man, like Brandon, he, he is a open book. Like I can sit down and we can talk about college, uh, pro personnel, uh, uh uh, college personnel, like the difference between this and that. And just like I said before at the beginning, he breaks it down to an elementary level so I can understand it and I can build off of that, fan, that foundation of knowledge. So when you texted him about the national championship, who were you looking at? He said, well, here's like four guys from TCU and then also the entire Georgia roster. Guys from yeah. Georgia. There's <laughs> like 20 guys from Georgia. Oh, yeah. Dude, they are all – Vaughn, obviously you're a physical specimen. You have the ability to dip, rip, get low, maintain balance. And it's because of how hard you work and everything like that. I'm getting to see these college dudes now, and it might, I don't know if it's a different world or not. AJ can attest to this. He's been around, and Darius too. These fuckers are all, hey, everybody is 6'4", six, 6'5", six, running four, five, four fours. It makes no sense how this is happening, Vaughn. I think that's the game, though. I think it's only going to continue to get better and better. It's crazy. You know, Georgia played in the national championship, and, of course, they had, like, so many players that are pro-ready. But I tell you one thing about those Texas A&M Aggies. 
We got more players right. that are pro ready than yeah. the University of Georgia. I'm telling oh, you. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, hey, good luck, boy. Good luck, boy. Maybe in 2035 or something like that. You got the players now. You'll see it coming. Yeah, I mean, make sure that little yell coach, the guy that does the things before the games the night before, is properly understanding the situation you guys are currently in as opposed to what you dream to be in. What a situation, Texas. You guys are a mess. You guys are a mess, <laughs> Vaughn. Yeah. A mess. But, the, the, you know, I always like to look at the bright side. You know? <laughs> We're in the SEC, yep. and we have massive talent. We got massive talent. We got all the money that you could possibly use to get this stuff right. We got great coaches. Jimbo is a great coach. I still think Jimbo is the guy for this team. And we just need one more year, man. And, you know, right. I, I, we, we're going to see success this year. We, we're going to see it for sure. All right, let's go. Right. Petrino's coming. Yeah, Texas is coming, too. All right. Well, well, Petrino coming with Arch. I believe Petrino's yeah. O.C. now. Petrino might be going to Baltimore. Petrino? Yeah. Bobby? Bob? Yeah, neck break. Oh, yeah, Petrino. he might go to Baltimore. They need to bring Lamar, him to Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> what? There's Lamar's Petrino. when he won the Heisman. I mean, you know, he's got some all. I thought the Aggies was getting. I thought the Aggies was getting Petrino. That's what I was saying. The Aggies ain't getting nothing, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> he's already there. Yeah, he's there. He's, he's already, already there. there. Yeah. Oh, huh. okay. Cliff Kingsbury was at USC for three, four weeks <laughs> yeah. before Coffee. he became. You know, know what I mean? Petrino ain't left before. Yeah. Well, in the middle of the day. True. And hey, let's be positive, guys. Hey, 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 there he is. Yep. Road rash and all. Come Superstar. <laughs> Feel bad for him. Just shouldn't have gone on a motorcycle yeah. that day. Yeah. Should have took the van. Watching one too many Rough Riders anthem videos. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> oh, my God. Just saw wild hogs. Ty has a question for you, Vaughn. Yeah, Vaughn, I know earlier when we were talking to you, you weren't going to the games, you know, at least at home or on the road because of the weather. And I think there's supposed to be a little bit of inclement weather. Now that it is the playoffs, are we full systems go? Are you going to be on the sideline this weekend? And maybe, I don't know, on the back of that ATV with DeMar leading <laughs> oh, the boys yeah. out of the tunnel. What do we say? <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I've been on the sideline for the last two weeks. I was on the sideline for Hell the Patriots yeah. game. And I was on the sideline last week for the Dolphins game. And, um, you know, you just got to be observant. You got to be observant to the game. You got to know exactly where you are. You got to know exactly where the play is. You got to know exactly which way the offense is going. Because I got a plan for it. I can't be in the way and a receiver comes out of bounds and they run into me. You know, I gotta I gotta I gotta be thinking two steps ahead. Then at the same time I can't stand up as much because then it calls for swelling too. So it's kind of the game within the game about me staying on the sideline, but I, I gotta be on the sideline with my guys. It's just it's just an energy thing. You know, being at the game and being up at the suite is, is not it's not the same thing. So I, I gotta be down on the field. I gotta be around the guys and I gotta do my part of staying out the way so I don't so I don't get in trouble when it comes to, you know, guys running and stuff. So it goes two ways, man. I gotta be out there in the field, but at the same time I, I gotta be uh, I gotta be conscious of where I'm at and you know, what type of plays are running on the on the field and where the offense is pushing the ball to. Yeah, I think thank you for explaining that, that way. You have to be incredibly athletic to be on a sideline all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Don't you? You know the worst part about it is Standing. When you're in front of the guys, this is when you're totally healthy. The worst part about it is, and I, I, I was talking to uh, John Pagano too. Like he, he was my coach in Denver, and we hey. talked about this. He said he said the worst part about standing on the sidelines when they start the, off, the offensive defense start running towards you, and you got guys behind you just putting their arm out, <laughs> just trying to keep you, trying to keep you in front of everybody yeah. to try to use you as a human shield. That is like Natural the worst reaction. part. I talking to John. He said he said some of his players did him like that, and he just turned around and started swinging. <laughs> That's very Italian here. Go ahead, Chuck. Hey, you remember last time we were together, Vaughn? 
At the Little League football game? Little League football. Johnny's son was playing, right? And you showed up, watched Jagger play or Brody play. That was awesome. Oh, I did. I'm happy yeah. you remembered that. Jeez. Wow. No, this guy's unbelievable. Hey, Vaughn, question for you. Here we go. Hey, so offensive line for the Bengals. They've got probably three starters down. Jonah, uh, Jonah's got a dislocated kneecap, whatever. Have you had a chance? I, I'm sure you're watching tape. You said you're going to meetings with those guys. Have you had a chance, and you guys played these guys, obviously, you know, in the Super Bowl last year. Have you had a chance to break these guys down, these new guys, and help, uh, you know, Rousseau and, and, and Lawson and those guys as far as uh, pass rushing these guys? Of course, man. That's, you know, that's, my, that's, that's part of my job description. And, um, you know, you got to respect all of these guys. And the Bengals, they have a good team. But just like any good team, they have weaknesses. And, um, you know, this receiving court, Joe Barrow, you know, this run game, Joe Mixon, you know, like those are the strengths. Now, just because those are the strengths doesn't mean that this offensive line isn't capable. These guys have been winning games. Joe Burrow is really the truth. And I don't like making comparisons, but we can compare him to some of the greats. Like he just has this, this moxie about him. And um, I don't think you can you can bust out you know five uh, you can bust out five <laughs> whoever to block for him like he's gonna get the job done. So just because they have starters down, it doesn't it doesn't you know make it doesn't mean that you know we're gonna have success here or success there. But as a defensive line, we have to take advantage of this opportunity. We gotta take advantage of this opportunity to make plays for our team. And we know they got Jamar Chase and T Higgins and all these special wide receivers out there. And those guys are gonna make plays for sure. So as a defensive line, we got to make our plays versus their perceived weakness. How's your 2K game coming along, PJ? Did you see they're uh, releasing a majors one? Yeah. EA Sports yeah. is releasing. EA Sports, yeah. Looks better than 2K. I've been working on 2K, by the way, for like the last two weeks, so I can play against you at some point. I want to let you know. Yeah, whenever you get ready, man. This this new ESPN, I think it drops uh, March 24th. It Bingo. looks great. Um, it looks it looks really really good. Um, you know, they have the. Uh, they had the rights to all of these top courses like the Masters and, right. Uh, right. you know, um, what's, what's the one in Europe? What's the one in Scotland? Yeah, yeah. Andrews. Yeah. They yeah, have so it's supposed, oh, come on. It's supposed, to be, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be exactly like those courses. Like these are official courses that ESPN has the rights to. So it should it should be pretty cool, man. I, I, I have never um, – I've seen the Masters on TV, but playing a, the Masters for a video game, it, it has to be super cool. So I'm super excited about it. How are you? Pretty good player out there or what? This is, I just, no, Vaughn, Vaughn. You do not want to run into this motherfucker. Uh-uh. That's pro golfer. That is me. Okay, that is me. I've won five straight on the tour. That's the Arnold Classic. Yep. That was in Columbus. General Bob Carpenter and A.J. Hawk are drunk in those suites in the yep. back as I'm hoisting that trophy right there. I've been putting in real work on this. I love the game. I enjoy I the hell out of it. I'm starting to really get good. I love it too, man. And it's you know it just brings out the competitive spirit. You know everybody. What are you laughing about? Bad. What were you laughing about yeah. with pro golfer? What the right fuck there? was that? Do you I see how many updates? Your pro golfer. Like, Disrespect. Still... What so, happened? You're allowed to wear shorts on tour. When you're pro golfer, no. you're fucking allowed uh-huh. to. You, you, get a clip? you got a clip. Ah, uh, it <laughs> does look like I had a little butt chin there. Yeah. What's that, AJ? <laughs> Your There's no baby shorts on this baby quad. That's yeah, a part that's of it. What's up with the legs? <laughs> what are you they talking? got a little tan on there too. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Vaughn. Pro golfer's been out there working. Yeah, I've been winning, man. 
Are you? Do you play in the? Do you build your own golfer, or are you golfing as other people? Yeah, I built my own golfer, and I tried to make it. I What's tried to make it look like me, but he looks like he looks more like Patrick Mahomes. Like every time I'm playing, he looks like Patrick Mahomes on, on the golf course. I got to find a picture for you guys, but my golfer, he looks like. Sounds like Patrick. you have a little resentment towards your golfer. Yeah, there. yeah. Sounds like, sounds like bad a little, chemistry. No, it's good. I mean, Patrick, he's a great golfer. He's a great golfer. Yeah, true. Um, you know, we we got the same financial advisor. We got the same financial advisor, so I'm I'm familiar with uh, Pat and. You know, um, he invited me to his golf tournament in Hawaii. I wasn't, I wasn't able to make it, but we we're supposed to. We supposed to meet, meet up on the links coming soon. So, you know, hopefully, I have a little a little bragging rights this off season. Whenever I, you know, I see him on the links, so that, this should be a good one this off season. All right, I'll see you on two K sometime, or probably that new game. Actually, we're probably oh yeah, two K. Yeah, yeah sounds good like run two K. Sounds like it's been a blast. I'm happy I got into a game. It's going to be mm-hmm. dead. Yep, it sounds like my life in a, a nutshell. Uh, shout out to you, Vaughn, for joining us every week. Other than obviously the last two, we've appreciated you. Did not have to do this. It's been a great season. Are you going to be out at the Super Bowl? Yes, yes, of course. Sir, I, yeah. of course. I'll be there. I got uh, I got the Vaughn cast. We got a. Uh, Media role on that, that, I think it's that Thursday and that Friday. And then it's Arizona, too. You know, hopefully we'll be able to hit the links and do all that stuff, too, man. It should be cool. Okay, so we'll be we'll need you to stop by the set. We need you to stop by the sure. set. We'll be at Radio Row as well. Ladies and gentlemen, Vaughn Miller. Yeah, I love that man. Legend. He does not want to run in pro golfer right now. No. <laughs> I'm swinging a stick right now. Pro golfer is shaping shots. I mean, we're making putts. But the game's about to be it discontinued or exactly. what? Exactly. It's got a That's couple months. That's what I months. just heard. That's what I just heard. I, I just got into video gaming first time in 35. Mm. The good thing about golf games is they're pretty much all the same. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be able to take this work. Yeah. You're going to have your swing down. I mean, granted, you might be able to carry on the pro golfer name. Definitely not the character itself. But, you know, it, it'll bring more tournaments and more majors. When did I get the name pro golfer? Did we know that? That's what it's said as when you. <laughs> so you never yeah. changed it. Yeah. That's the default. Yeah. Everyone started. <laughs> Starts with the name Pro Golfer, actually, when they make their character. All right, good. I was always confused why that was my name, but I was just <laughs> yep. fucking playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't get an answer on Vaughn's. I wonder what is it. Did he name his guy Patrick Mahomes? Or? What if he's got Pro Golfer? Wait, is he, uh, is he playing a? He's golfing on Twitch, right? Uh huh. Driver two ninety three. He's got a good ball usage. <laughs> What's he doing here? We could probably hit a little fade here if you're gonna be a little righty. Got the Adidas. He's too, only hitting at two ninety three. Yeah, hold on, he is. He is gonna hit a fade. He's gonna hit a fade, right? He's got the wind at his back. He's not hitting a fade. Oh, got geez. the win. Got seven, seven a miles per hour buttercut. That's a great ball. That's a great ball. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not hitting it. That's a good, but he's got a good golf ball, too. You see that roll? Yeah. That's I a mean, good ball. I don't That's know what ball, ball that is, but you need that. What are we talking about? He's hit, only hitting at 294. Look, there's a hit, fucking tra- there's like a 340. He just hit a 344. Yeah, yeah we, with roll, but oh, he's only. Tra- I mean, oh, shit, he, mine's going uh, 380. He's going to start using a little. Tough putt. This is a tough putt. The undulation on this thing. You gotta get way right here. I yeah, think. I sure hope he's not using the. Uh, oh, Vaughn. Oh, no, Vaughn. Vaughn. That's a tough look, Vaughn. Can't be do- good guess, though. <laughs> what are, what are we fun. doing? <laughs> you cannot use the tracer. What is this? Vaughn. Preschool? I don't use a tracer. What Wait, the hell? To? You guys don't use that? No. Putting is impossible, too. Oh. Beautiful putt. Oh. That, that doesn't be, count. That what be, are we cheering for? Are we serious here? He is cheating a little bit, but he fucking made a putt. You see the highlight? They don't got the tracker on there. Yeah, it's a good putt, but gee, pro golfers definitely not doing that. Might have been a practice round. I don't like that they have to show the guy that you're challenging to every hole. Yeah, I'm sick. I'm sick of looking of at it. I'm beating Wait, the guy. What? I don't want to yeah. fucking see it. Yeah, yeah. you have to watch him. They you have to watch his shots too. No, well, you can. You can just power through yeah. it. But they 
they force you to challenge somebody. They're like, hey, you're at this tier. We recommend you. Your agent is speaking for you, which I don't like. I haven't had the opportunity to not have an agent. Okay. Don't like that at all. <laughs> Fine, but he's, oh, we would recommend that you take this challenge, and it's like Justin Thomas or whatever. Yep. And by hole four, Justin Thomas is fucking dead. I'm, yeah. I'm three under already. That's plus one. But at hole six, I can show a highlight of him coming out Let's of the check stand. check in on Xander Shoffley. I'm like, I don't care. I'm beating his ass. Yeah. I don't want to know what he does. And that was an update from the last game. Last game, it was even, you know, it took longer to skip those little highlight segments as well. All right. Huh. I've been playing a lot. I've been trying to power through these to get as many reps as I possibly can. Try oh, to earn yeah. them my points so pro golfer can really become pro golfer. Yeah, win that tour championship. Hey, it's helping me in real golf. Just want to let you know. Nice. I believe it. Did right. you build your guy? Uh, changed his clothes, obviously. Yeah, I, pocket I, I, hat. As soon as I found out that that was available. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I didn't have a lot of options, I don't think, right? No, not yet, but you will unlock a lot because year one on the tour, they don't give you much. I got a Nike deal, too. I don't know why he's dressed like such a slappy. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> yeah. see any Nike options. So that's yeah. the tiers. As you uh, get more, you, you advance your tiers with your Nike contract, you'll start getting some sweet gear. Oh, how many tournaments I got to win? Mm. I'm in fucking five straight. Why doesn't mm. Nike just send over some stuff? It's a game of years, it feels like. I don't know oh. how many tournaments Well, that's tournaments not me. Actually... Everybody knows that's yeah. not me. No, no, I mean, not, not years in our time. Years in pro golfers' time. So you just got to complete a couple years on By the, the time the good game comes out, I'm not going to play another one. I'm going to be able yeah. to finally get a you won't be Nike Polo. In yeah. two weeks, you won't be honest. His legs and Whoa. shorts are just killing me. <laughs> <laughs> Great belt, though. Guy's a player. Oh, my goodness. As a player, you should see him. He's got J's too. You can't see the feet. He's got mm, nice. he's got a little. Did you get mid- more and more jacked? Like, can you work out with him and get him jacked? He's hitting the ball further. I know that. I don't know exactly yeah. why. Change the ball. The ball is a big deal. Huge deal. I didn't know that. he. Really? Connor sent me full transparency here. Okay, we're in the safe zone. This is off the record. Yes. I asked Connor numerous times, "How do I change?" Like, I would like my guy to maybe not have the standard. Outfit because it was all a big laugh whenever I found out the reason why it's pro everything I'm wearing is just (laughs) what you're issued. Mm -hmm. Pro golfer, literally the name you're issued. And not even I don't even know how to change any of that. I'm just golfing here. I'm just moving. So I'm like, Connor, I would like to change the way my guy looks a little bit. Connor sent me a three minute, all right, you're gonna go here. You need to press (laughs) R three, R one, go into this, do this, do that. I only listened to a minute of it. That's why that's as far as it got. Yes. There's nothing really updated. It is so much fucking work. I just let me get a polo on the guy. You know what I mean? Let me put some black nice pants on the dude. Mm-hmm. Not even available because he's such such a bum. Yeah. But I'm beating the shit out of people on this golf course with him. You gotta buy him. You just gotta say fuck it and buy him. You know, you spend five hundred coins on a nice, you know, Nike dry fit <laughs> polo, maybe some Nike slacks. You already got the Jays. Yeah, but I'm a Nike guy, and I got a bad bunny bucket on. Well, that's or buying the game, I believe you are you issued to. a dude perfect sweatshirt, so you could go back to that what? if you want to. <laughs> yeah, let's get out of here. I, ju- free. I just got Chad some, or uh, Brad, Tyler, it's fucking Tyler. You're okay? a prick. I actually just saw some of their stuff last night on DGA 2K. Up. No, I don't know if they were on there. No, they're they you know whatever they, they do, making trick shots. They're amazing. I saw the. Uh, the green screen yep. of the, yeah. the uh, yeah, what was zip line. Hey, kayfabe. What are we doing? Were they what are we doing? People dollar? saying that they fake it? or I couldn't tell if that's what they were doing Wait, or they if they, that, that's what they I thought they were making do. fun of people making, saying they're fake. I seen Tyler bury a football. Yeah. Oh, First try, try, right? Cowboys day. One that was try. Such a far throw, First try? Too. Tiny hole. Yeah. First Absolutely. try. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here.
Got to go talk to EJ and Kara and Conti needs cool. to give us a scoop on the shit that Jim Mercer yeah. told Hey, for right. real though, honestly, what, what is Conti? How does it, he's the PR guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. So you got to try to like paint it in a like a good picture. I, I don't. I assume he can't hear me. You don't have no, ears. He, he can't, can't hear, hear you. Hear. We have the speakers open. He can't. Oh, hear you do. You. But okay. He's acting what do you like say? he can't. Hey, he can't. At least let's say this alleged dump happened. This two-hour dump. Allegedly, it did happen. I'm not saying it did. What he was in the bathroom. That's what the bathroom is for. At least he didn't go into the guest yeah. room or the kitchen and dump. Conti, like, can we get an okay. official quote from the Colts on the dump <laughs> that Jim Mercy took yeah. in McDaniel's house that is huh? being reported? It's a bathroom. He said no. He cannot get official. <laughs> Smart. Smart. Good job. Hey. I was not there. Say what you said. Yes, very low in the total hole. Was not there that evening and have not reached out to Mr. Sticky. <laughs> he starts laughing. Yeah. yeah. Don't you laugh? This is a real deal. Laughing in the middle of <laughs> this that. fucking guy. The dump's not the issue. It's whether or not he was tugging his gurgling in there. That's, oh, no. that's true. That's, oh. that's going to be tough is for Is Jim going to have to say, like, does Jim have to come address this and be like, I was not taking a two-hour diarrhea for dump sure. in their bath. Conti, how are you going to handle this, bub? PR. We got a lot yeah. of poop shit talk going on right now. With her. <laughs> There's more important things going on. <laughs> like are what? There? Like <laughs> what? Huh? All right. That is Conti's life, though. Yeah, there was a nurse That's actually. Tough. There's a photo of a nurse carrying uh, a turd that, that people were saying. <laughs> oh, 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 looks yeah, like yeah. this might be Mrs. McDaniel's in 2018. Yeah. All right. So it might have been it. We don't know. We'll, we'll let Conti do the research and. Uh, well, should we just it. pop it up and see if Conti can Probably. tell us? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sure he'd be able to identify the turd. Man, you yeah. can't search anything on Twitter anymore, dude. This, of course not. No, no. It has become Elon's a wild, Twitter wild west. Very triple X. This guy got me out more pickles. He'll he'll figure this out. This is the best. You I don't know. Chuck, the best. Well, Chuck would yeah, go out there and say yeah. chop wood or some cliche thing, and it would get turned into something, and then Chuck would be like, "What the?" F-? And then Conti would have to be like, "Next time, let's do this." Right? That's pretty. He's the best. Nobody better. Conti's very good at his job. Conti also yeah. was the one who used to have to come up to me for some of my tweets and tell me, "Hey, <laughs> not my opinions. Just want to let you know that I am just the messenger here." This tweet is not being well received. And I go, all right, sweet, you're the messenger. Send this message back. He's like, well, why are you doing this to me? (laughs) Why are you doing this to me? Why is this going to happen? So me and Conti, very tight. Been to Japan together. What? Experienced some great things together. Very happy for Conti. He's also way too nice to us. Yeah, and I'm like a obvious prick to him and he's still nice to me well, yeah Conti's a good guy he has to be yeah. with that being said can we get a quote about the <laughs> shit in McDaniel's house please yeah. sooner than later also at the Steelers Colts game uh, we were yelling at him I think oh, it might have been like before stuff. the game he acted like he didn't know oh him. yeah and some of us have right. not forgotten about that what happened I'm sorry Zito was giving me a heads up about a Colts interview that's taking place right now at the Bengals offense coordinator that's happening Bengals offense coordinator this guy. Uh, uh, it was before the Colts Steelers game, Monday Night Football. Remember, we were all yeah, down there, there and they were putting oh, like the yeah. horseshoe together and yeah. everything. We were, Four feet away. Hey. Exactly. We were yelling, Conti! And he acted like he You're the man. Knows. Yeah, we were really gassing him up. And He's he working. Like, He's focused. He's, well, you yelled at Jeff and he almost ran over there. He wanted to. I was going to say, Ursay, damn near jumped yeah. in. Or, no, I mean, Jeff Saturday. Saturday. Jeff Saturday, damn near jumped in the box. Head coach comes over, ownership comes over. Right. Mm-hmm. He forgot for a split second that he oh, was the head coach. We're watching a game. Hey, Pat, what was that? Second half adjustment. in there. Tomlin came to chat with us for a while. Tomlin stopped by. A lot of people, a lot of people from the other teams yeah. came yeah. and talked to us. Not Everyone this one, but Candy. Tomlin didn't give you that. Hey, I'm fucking working. That was awesome. <laughs> that went yeah, big time. All right. Before no we get out of here, Chuck. Are we giving in cash? Come on, Chuck. 
check it. What's that? Hey, Were you giving any cash oh, away? No, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there it was. There was Jeff coming yeah. on over. Yep. These uh, fine folks, EJ and Kara, who bought um, this. Have them hit a putt. EJ's a player. We will. I will have him putt. He's a golfer. Yeah. Here we go. But we got to have Chuck. So this will be the deal. Come on, EJ. If Chuck can make a shot, off. a throw, Chuck can make a throw or a shot, that'll go to EJ having to make a putt. And if that happens, we'll give 20 people $500. Wow. Two-parter here, not against each other. Parlay. This is a parlay. Two legs. What's Conti going to do? Conti needs to figure out a quote about the McDaniel shitter. That needs to happen. Tell us about the poop, Conti. Ain't worry about McDaniels. All right, Chuck. So are people calling McDaniels and his wife to try to get the story? So, EJ, if he makes this, then you'll you'll have to go one for five here. Yeah. He's a golfer. He's a golfer. Simple. That's it. Now, the difficult part of this is Chuck Pagano being able to throw a football into that hoop right over yonder. Come on, Chuck. Chuck, if you're able to do it, and then EJ buries one of his five putts, we'll go 20 people, $500, who retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and put their cash tag in there so we can pay them officially on Cash App. Chuck Pagano! Ooh, okay. So close. Ooh, close. Chuck Pagano! Oh, a little more. Ladies and gentlemen, Paisano. Chuck Pagano! Oh, Oh, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, if Chuck buries this. Oh! One more. Chuck Belita. Boom. That's the one. Oh, Oh, no! Give him the whistle tip. There's a Duke down there. There's a Duke down there. Oh! Oh. Yep, there's more. Where'd that come from? Let's go. Bang! Uh-oh. Oh, no. Throw the Duke. Duke. Oh, the Russell Wilson's already over. Boom! Money. Oh. Oh. Sorry, EJ. Punt one of those basketballs. What if EJ makes two? All right. Oh, EJ, yeah. here we go, bud. Come on, baby. EJ will definitely Come make on, two. Come on, EJ. Yeah, from uh, this over here, if you'd like. I'd say right edge is the uh, right edge is the read. Yep. Here you go, EJ. Come on now. EJ, a great man, obviously. EJ. Put it right in front of him. First, EJ alongside his wife, Kara, first people to watch a live show here. This was an auction item at Kicking the Stigma Colts Foundation. Right edge, EJ. Got to go right edge, EJ. That's good putt there. Good good speed. Right edge, right edge. Right edge, EJ. You got to go two of four here. Boom. Get going, boy. Bring that one back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Smart, smart, smart. Bonus ball. Bonus ball. Didn't count. Bonus ball. Some people would knock that out of the way. EJ says, let me have another go. Same outcome, EJ. EJ, we got to get it to the hole. Ball, EJ. EJ goes one of three here. We'll give 10 people $500 who retweet this video. Say something nice to somebody. Burning edges out here. If EJ can go one of two here, we'll give 10 people $500 who retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and put their cash tag on the. Bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. Bring 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 both. 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 Oh. oh, come on, EJ! Come on, EJ! He just wanted to build up the excitement. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Walk off. Oh, oh. oh. Debo, you're talking to his Give back. Give him another one. 
Lucky. Hey, what about Kara? What the about Kara? Thunder, Kara? Yeah, get that one. Get Kara, that one. are you a golfer? <laughs> All right, EJ, let's take it back. Oh, yeah, turn it around. Let's take it back home. Yeah. EJ, yeah. you got to go two of five here, though. Honestly, can't, can't be just giving yeah. away stuff. Come on, EJ. Here. EJ, you got to go two of five. It is a little bit of a shame. feel like you got to read on this one over here. Now you bust open a brand new shot. Reverse read. EJ, who's your native? No, don't make excuses. Tone Dick, talking <laughs> shit. There it is. Oh, no. Back to green. Come on, EJ. It is not. It is mute grass. Things off the rack. Boom. Boom. Count it. Get rolling, ball. Roll. Get rolling, ball. Get in there. Bonus ball. Hit the damn thing. Bonus ball. 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 Keep it. Keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All Come right. on, EJ. Come, Come on, EJ. EJ, you make one, you'll make two. No problem. Just got to take the lid off it, EJ. Bang. Count it. Yep. Oh. AJ. These fucking golf balls. Take your time, EJ. You got it. No rush. There it is. There it is. Oh, oh man. He <laughs> told me EJ was a golfer. He is a golfer. Bang. Money. Playing the break. Go. Good oh. Oh. oh, no, EJ, 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 stop, stop, stop. EJ, stop. EJ, stop. Time, EJ. EJ, this Take is it. This is it. No, 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 no. This no is one's it. happier than Debo right now. You got no. this, EJ. Uh, I, I hey, EJ, 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 before you go, I want to let you know, I don't know how often you watch the show. Very rarely are any of these putts made, okay? So you are not... An abnormal situation. No. Darius misses a lot of these putts. Always. Chuck misses a lot of these putts. Michael Cole, the voice of WWE, went 0 for 20 on this screen right here. Mm -hmm. It is a difficult green. It does not make sense. It is not regulation. But if you can make this putt Come on. right here, EJ, we will give 15 people $500 who retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and put their cash tag in the same reply so we can pay you officially on Cash App. EJ, Hoosier. Yeah. That's Java. That's Java. <laughs> thank you for hanging out with us for the last hour. Can't wait to chat with you a little bit more. Conti, thank you for the quotes on the dumps in the McDaniels house. Big shout out to Vaughn Miller, Kenny Pickett, Jesse Bates for joining us. Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley, Trey White yep. for joining us. Yep. It's been a hell of a Thursday. Can't wait to go chat a little bit more with EJ who just won 15 people. $500. Wow. Who retweet that video, say something nice to somebody, and put their cash tag in there at the same time so we can... Pay you officially on cash. Is that still happening? That deal's up. Yeah. Barnabas. Still going to do it. They know it, though. This is just yeah. like these people paying us when we would have been talking about it forever. True. <laughs> shout out to Bud Light, by the way. What? And shout out to all you for allowing us to do this for a living. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.